American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died. He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list, and the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist, and the eagle will fly, and it's gonna be here when you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell, and it'll feel like the whole. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage, and you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. 'Cause we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list, and the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist, and the eagle will fly. It's raining down on you. I'll brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. This show brought to you courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, a historic day in America as we're doing this spontaneous radio show that was unplanned, but as the day unfolded and I was watching what was happening, which was beyond anyone's expectation, I decided, you know, we should do a, a radio show so everybody can uh, discuss what's on their minds about what just occurred, what we will have to look forward to in the future, and also... Everyone's calling me tonight. Everyone just everyone wants to, wants to call me about this election, but no. Uh, you can call me on the phone number for the show here. By the way, that's seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. You can also call the Mount Charleston line seven zero two four three zero eighteen zero eight. 
And if you're listening to this, you're probably listening live. I'll probably archive this anyway, but uh, you probably you're probably still not completely in uh, acceptance of what's happened, even if you're happy about it. It's, it's kind of just hard to picture that this is really what happened because everyone was bracing for the other way, whether you were unhappy about the other way going or uh, whether you were happy about it. Uh, everyone was expecting Hillary Clinton was going to win. It was just a matter of how much. I mean, Donald Trump was seen to have an outside chance, and those who believed that Donald Trump would win, and especially those that believed he would get more than 300 electoral votes, were treated as crazy people. And I even told such people they were crazy and delusional, because that's what it seemed. It just didn't seem possible. And I I told everyone that I didn't vote for president. I voted today. I just didn't vote for president. I actually did. Uh, at the last second, I changed, but I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Hillary. I actually wrote in uh, a candidate who had a huge chance to win. And you may think Gary Johnson. No, he, you wouldn't write him in. I actually wrote in Evan McMullen. <laughs> and I, I just did this like on a whim because I'm like, it felt so weird leaving it blank when I'm there in the voting booth anyway. So I'm like, well, I might as well write in like the only conservative candidate in California that's an acceptable write-in. Acceptable meaning that, like, I could write in someone else's name, but it wouldn't be counted. It's only counted in California if they're a recognized write-in candidate. So the only recognized write-in candidate that I thought was, like, halfway decent was uh, McMullen, and that's what I did rather than leave it blank. But uh, it wasn't so much an endorsement of him. It was just uh, to vote for someone. I've made no secret about the fact that I don't like Donald Trump as a candidate or as a person, uh, but I've also made no secret that I don't like Hillary either. In fact, I, I dislike Hillary more than Donald Trump. Not enough to have me vote for Donald Trump. Not that it really mattered in the state I'm in, but uh, I, I felt that neither had really earned my vote because I, I felt both were so flawed, I, I didn't think either was really deserving of the presidency, so I didn't want to vote for either. But um, if, if I had to pick of the two coming into today, which would frustrate me more to see as president, I would have said Hillary. And you can probably tell from uh, on this show I've bashed Hillary a lot more. And part of the reason is because I, I felt Hillary is not getting the proper amount of criticism in the mainstream media and in the entertainment industry. Uh, I felt that you know Donald Trump, for all his crazy rants, and there were plenty of them, one thing that he was accurate about was that the media and the entertainment industry were not giving him a fair shake. They were very, very much trying to elect Hillary Clinton over him. They were trying to get very involved in the process, more than I've ever seen with any candidate. And that wasn't completely fair. I mean, they have a right to do it, but it it still wasn't very fair. And I I understood why he was put off by it. If I were the candidate, I would have been pissed too. So I I had a bit of sympathy for him there. Uh, A lot of the other stuff he said was way out in left field and... uh, Pretty outrageous. But let me tell you, Hillary Clinton beat herself. Hillary Clinton deserved this. Hillary Clinton lived her life believing that she could do anything she wanted and get away with it. And you know what? Up until today, she had. Up until today, everything Hillary Clinton did bounced right off of her and she just kept on keeping on. Kept moving up. I mean, yeah, she had the setback in 2008 
losing the primary to Barack Obama when she's expected to win that one. But people said, okay, that was a funny time. Uh, People were concerned and frustrated over the bank collapse, the uh, real estate market collapse in 2008, and they wanted someone new in there. They wanted someone who was an outsider who was going to bring change. And Obama was promising that. Everybody got swept up in the whole thing of having our first black president. So Hillary said, okay, I see why I lost to this guy. He's very charismatic, great speaker, kind of the perfect guy for that time to get elected. He really was. He was the perfect candidate for that year, for 2008. And he won easily. So she probably rationalized, okay, that was a fluke year. That was going to be tough to beat someone like that. It was like a a candidate you didn't expect to come out and beat you, but it made sense once it happened. But she said, okay, when Obama's gone, it's my turn. And the only concern was her age. The only concern at that time was that Hillary Clinton might be too old. But lo and behold, the guy running against her was even older. And lo and behold, the guy running against her had so much baggage that it was amazing that he was even the Republican nominee. And it just seemed to get worse as we got into September and October. For a little while, Trump recovered in uh, mid-September when Hillary started having the health concerns and some other things. And But look, it, it wasn't looking good for him. And I said, look, Hillary Clinton got so lucky. That was before today I said this. She got so lucky in that of all people to face, she got Donald Trump because just about any other Republican candidate would have beaten her this year because everyone was sick and tired of Hillary Clinton and her lies and her scandals, her lack of transparency. People saw her as the very worst of an establishment candidate. Not just establishment, but establishment and really dishonest and shifty and shady. People are like, this is exactly what we don't like about American politics. This is exactly the type of politician we do not want there anymore. But Donald Trump scares us, people said. So any other candidate would have beaten her. John Kasich, Marco Rubio, maybe even Ted Cruz, who had his own set of issues, but I think even he would have beaten her. But Donald Trump was the one guy that they were thrilled to face. And she got even more confident after the first debate when Donald Trump messed that up big time. And with every dumb thing Donald Trump said and did, she just had to feel better and better about herself and said, wow, what luck. My whole life I've been waiting for this because Hillary Clinton has been waiting for this her entire life to be president. This was her dream. More than anyone. More than anyone I've ever known of. I've I've never known anyone personally who's had a dream to be president, but of anyone I've observed in history, I've never seen someone whose life has been so focused upon one day being a president. And for her, especially the first female president, go down in history as the first female president. This is why she stayed married to Bill all these years with him cheating on her left and right. That's why this strong, independent woman stuck with a guy who was cheating on her constantly with everyone. It was all to be president one day. And she thought she had it. But America said, "Uh uh-uh. We're not going to have this. You've done too much. You've gotten away with too much. You're not the type of person we want here anymore. And a lot of people despite their reservations about Donald Trump, said, you know what? 
He's not perfect. He's got a lot of problems, but we just don't want this with Hillary. We just don't want this, is what America said. It was close. It was close, but keep in mind that Trump was supposed to lose today pretty decisively. Not landslide decisively, but pretty decisively, kind of like how Romney lost last time. Maybe even as bad as McCain lost the previous time. He wasn't supposed to have a chance in states like Michigan and Wisconsin. He was seen as a very outside chance to win in a place like Pennsylvania. Florida looked like, even though it was going to be close, it looked like it was going to go to Hillary, especially with the report that a lot of Hispanics were voting there. Now, it's a bit misleading because Hispanics in Florida are different than Hispanics in the West because there aren't Mexicans in Florida. Florida has Cubans and Puerto Ricans. The Cubans are typically Republican, and the Puerto Ricans tend to be Democrat. But still, it it looked like she was probably going to pull it out in Florida, and that was going to be that. It was even thought maybe she will pull out an upset in Ohio. Maybe she'll pull out an upset in uh, Iowa. Both places where Trump was polling better, but not overwhelmingly better. Maybe she'll win North Carolina, which has been a toss-up the whole way. Even Romney barely won it four years ago. But what happened? Well, she lost Florida pretty decisively. She lost North Carolina pretty decisively. She got clobbered in Ohio. Wasn't even close. Landslide over there. Michigan was close, but went to Trump. It's not totally over, but it looks like it. Wisconsin, Trump leading the whole way, and he took that. Pennsylvania, who would have thought? He started off like 12 points behind in early voting, but you know how that goes. Certain it, Because uh, Pennsylvania is very divided in that uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are very Democrat, especially Philadelphia, but then the rural areas of Pennsylvania are very Republican. So I guess the urban vote came in first, and it looked terrible for Trump, but as the rural vote came in, he caught up, he passed her, and he won. So look what we have here. Look what we have here. Pennsylvania... Florida, Wisconsin, Michigan, all that went to Trump. And she didn't pull off any upsets on Trump. Everywhere he polled ahead, except for Nevada. It's the only place that she pulled off a little bit of an upset was Nevada. Everywhere else that, she, that he was polling ahead, he won. And yet, he outperformed Hillary in a number of places she was polling ahead, and some places way ahead, like uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. So Hillary beat herself. And you know what's amazing? I didn't know this. You may not know this either. When Michigan was close tonight, and when Pennsylvania was close, Wisconsin was the one everyone was watching because at that point, if Trump won Wisconsin, it was over. And she just wasn't catching up. And the fact came out, and I couldn't believe this when I heard it, the fact came out that Hillary Clinton did not campaign once in Wisconsin during the general election. Is that a boneheaded mistake or what? I mean, yeah, she thought she was probably going to win it, but it was, it's not like skipping California or New York where you know you've got it by a super wide margin. This is Wisconsin, which it, it goes blue, but it's not overwhelmingly blue. 
it's called a battleground state, even though I said it kind of really isn't, but I guess it was. But you don't ignore it. I mean, she didn't go there once, according to the report I heard, which is crazy. Now, it turned out it wouldn't have mattered because uh, she lost in Michigan and Pennsylvania, too. But she was also criticized for not going to Michigan very much. I think she went there a little bit, but not, not like uh, Wisconsin. I mean, not like uh, other places she's gone. She, she just ignored those two states and just said, ah, they're, they're always in the Democrats' corner. We got them. Huge mistake. But I don't even think it was necessarily a bad campaign that was being run. I think Hillary Clinton, her past caught up with her. Everything she did caught up with her. And now there's going to be a lot of focus on two things. Now that this is over, there's going to be a focus on two things, especially by those on the left who are mad about this. There's going to be a focus on James Comey and the FBI with the whole email being reopened thing that was announced on October 31st and then closed two days before the election. And the WikiLeaks thing. Did Russia change our election? If Russia was behind the hackings that got a hold of these emails that were then uploaded to WikiLeaks, did this change the election? And should we be concerned about that? Well, I've always said this. If Russia was planting phony emails onto WikiLeaks, that would be very concerning if that affected the election. But if Hillary Clinton was really doing shady things, if people on her campaign were doing shady things, if Donna Brazil from CNN was feeding Hillary questions that she wasn't supposed to know before a debate, if these, if these things were happening, and then Russian hackers exposed it and made it public, even if they were favoring one candidate, even if they did this just not to expose Hillary being shady, but just to influence the election in the way they wanted. Look, if it's true stuff that's being exposed about a candidate behaving in a shady fashion, great. I don't care where it comes from. If we learn things about our candidates that we're trying to, that we had to decide who to vote for, that will help us decide on that person's character, and it's all true, then it is good that it came out. It doesn't matter where it came from. I don't care if the devil himself comes up from hell and brings us these emails. If they are real emails, then we say, thank you, devil. You're making our decision easier. That's what we say. We, we don't worry about where they came from, as long as they are authentic. And they were authentic. Hillary never denied they were authentic. But, you know, I, I think there's one other factor. And, and I'll, I've seen a few phone calls come in. I'll, I'll tell you when the phone line's open. I just wanted to get this rant out before we go on. I'll tell you what I think was really pissing a lot of people off. I know it pissed me off. And that was the smarmy, arrogant attitude that the left had regarding Hillary Clinton. They decided, the left decided at some point, after they were done with a little civil war regarding Bernie and Bernie fell into line and decided to support her. The left decided that they're going to humiliate anyone who dares say that Hillary Clinton is not a good person. They're going to make you feel like a fool for saying that she's shady, that she's dishonest, that she's committed crimes, all all of which is true. But that they're not saying, yeah, Hillary's a flawed person. Hillary's made a lot of dumb mistakes. Hillary does a lot of things that are selfish. She breaks rules. She breaks the law all the time. But she's still better than Trump. They, they didn't say that. They, didn't, they, didn't, they weren't honest with us saying, look, Hillary's got her baggage. She's got her issues. We know that. But look how bad Trump is. I would have respected that. 
Instead, they treated us like we were crazy. Where's the proof? How come she wasn't convicted? It's a right-wing conspiracy that dates back to the 1980s because they can't stand a strong, independent woman. It's misogyny at work. That's not true. That's not true. None of that's true. I had so many arguments with people on Facebook, even on the Poker Fraud Alert Forum, where they were refusing to admit that Hillary Clinton was a shady person who had done a lot of shady things. The most I'd get out of someone is, well, yeah, but that's what all politicians do. No, no, they don't. Politicians do have to do some shady things to get where they are, but not to the extent of Hillary Clinton. She was the dirtiest of dirty politicians. You say all politicians are somewhat shady. She was that to an extreme, and that's a big difference than someone who just cut a few corners or done a few things that aren't perfect in order to get where they are. That I understand, but with her, it's, it's a constant string of scandals, and it's not because the right is trying to frame her. It's not because the right trying to amplify what she did when it's pretty much what everyone does. No, she really is guilty of these things, and she is unusual. And that's why there was no narrative about this about Obama. The right hated Obama. The right still hates Obama. But you never heard, except from a few, like maybe fringe weirdos, but from the Republican mainstream, you never heard Obama is shifty. Obama is shady. Obama's dishonest. Obama's a bad person. You, you heard a lot of things like he was a communist, uh, he was a socialist, uh, he doesn't know what he's doing, uh, blah, blah, blah. You, you, there's a lot of criticism you heard about Obama from the right, but you did not hear much question of his character. Same with John Kerry, same with Al Gore, all enemies of the right. But somehow, the right did not portray any of them as dishonest characters. Why? Because they weren't. They weren't. I, I didn't agree with any of those politicians, but they were not dishonest. But Hillary and, and her husband, Bill, they, they were, they've been dishonest and shady for decades. And that's why the right's been focusing on that, because it's true. It's the easiest thing to criticize about Hillary, because it's true. Just like many of the things the left has said about Donald Trump is true. Not all, but many. But you couldn't get that acknowledgement. And yet at the same time, people on the right, for the most part, were acknowledging Trump's faults. Yeah, there's some excuse making for him. Yeah, there was some playing down things that you know probably were of concern. But I didn't see the delusion and denial about the character of Trump like I did with Hillary. What I saw from the right was, yeah... Trump's kind of a flawed person, but he's kind of what we need now. I, I wasn't getting that from the left. I was getting, oh, wow, Hillary's great. It's just right-wing attacks on her. And people, I think people got sick of hearing that. People got sick of being treated like fools. They'd express a concern about Hillary, and they were told, what? Where's your proof? Hey, idiot, you don't know what you're talking about. She wasn't convicted. Stop being a conspiracy retard. And, and people, they just got tired of it. They said, I, I'm not going to support this person. Now, when the email thing came out on October 31st, when uh, the FBI said we found some more emails on uh, Anthony Weiner's laptop, and we're going to be uh, going through them, and we, we may re- we're reopening the investigation on Hillary because we found some emails related to her. 
And they didn't say if she'd done anything wrong in those particular emails, but just they're opening again. And everyone criticized Comey for this. Oh, how can you say that so close to the election? Look, she got off easy with the emails. If a private in the army had done what she did with the emails, he'd be in prison. He would have been court-martialed. He would have been dishonorably discharged. And yet we have Hillary Clinton, who was running for president, having done that. And in case you don't think it's a big deal, she was subpoenaed to turn over this email server. So instead of saying, okay, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was just cutting some corners. Sorry about that. I know I shouldn't have done it, but fine. Here's the server. Take a look. Nothing wrong here. I mean, yeah, it wasn't as secure as it should have been. You know, I, I, I was bypassing procedure. It was wrong, but look, look at the whole thing. Nothing shady was going on here. No. She immediately had professionals delete beyond recovery 33,000 emails. After getting the subpoena, she got subpoenaed to turn over the email server and she deleted 33,000. It's like, okay, here it is, minus 33,000 emails. I've done nothing wrong. Just Just a mistake in judgment. Nothing to hide here, but I did delete 33,000 emails that you'll never see. <laughs> I mean, come on. When asked about the 33,000 emails, she said that she didn't want people reading about her plans for Chelsea's wedding and her discussion of attending yoga class. <laughs> I, I mean, she really said these things. So obviously buried in the 33,000 emails. And she didn't read each one of them. But what happened was she must have instructed her people to just wipe anything that uh, could possibly make her look bad. Just to search for certain keywords and just kill anything matching those keywords. And that's what they did. So after those were removed, she's like, okay, well now take a look. Nothing to hide here anymore. Really shady. Everything the Clintons have been doing. There, there's so many stories about that. I'm not going to rehash all of them on this show. So many of them, and most of them are true. Now, there's the argument that Hillary is a smart woman. She was experienced. She uh, was qualified. She had the proper temperament to be president, unlike Donald Trump. Well, we, we had a president during my lifetime who was smart, who was experienced, who was qualified, who was very good at foreign relations, actually. Guess what happened to him? He resigned. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. 1974, Richard Nixon resigned in disgrace because he was caught doing some things that he should not have. So character matters. Actions matter. You can't just say this person's qualified, they know what they're doing, they've got the right temperament, blah, blah, blah. You can't just say that. That's only part of the job description. The remainder of the job description is having the proper character to where the American people can trust you. And she didn't have that. Just like Richard Nixon didn't have that. And when he was caught doing the things he was doing, He resigned. He was pretty much forced to resign. So why we would have someone pressured to resign 42 years ago and then come very close to electing a person just like that who was caught doing all kinds of things they shouldn't have, 
didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, we, we haven't learned a thing from Richard Nixon. So that argument fails. And people say, well, what about Trump's character? Well, yeah, there, there's a lot to say about Trump and his character that leaves a lot to be desired. I acknowledge that. But he won because uh, people were tired of the establishment and they were tired of what was the epitome of the shady establishment. And that was Hillary Clinton. Any other reasonable Democratic candidate, I I don't know about Bernie Sanders because he was kind of out there, but any reasonable candidate, kind of mainstream candidate who wasn't Hillary would have beaten Trump. Just like any reasonable Republican candidate would have beaten Hillary. And in fact, even an unreasonable Republican candidate like Donald Trump beat Hillary. (laughs) So uh, Hillary just was not the right candidate and the left was in denial about it. The left was whitewashing Hillary. And I think some of it was because people don't want to feel like they're voting for a bad person. People want to feel good about the person they vote for. So they engage in delusion. They change things around in their mind. I watched people who bashed Hillary constantly when Bernie was still in the race, and then when Bernie dropped out, they went to the Hillary side, and then they said, oh yeah, I've learned more about Hillary since then, and I've realized it's just all right-wing conspiracy. (laughs) I, I had people say that to me. And it was frustrating. I was very frustrated talking to these people because they were engaging in such delusion. I just wanted everyone to be honest. I just wanted everyone to look at this honestly because I looked at both candidates honestly and I didn't like either one. But they wouldn't do that. The left would not do that. The left would not look at Hillary and see her flaws and admit her flaws. They, they wanted to tell us that we are stupid. We are stupid simpletons for not realizing that this is all just a right-wing conspiracy. That she hasn't been charged, so obviously she's not guilty. You know, anyone who's never been charged with a crime or anyone who's never been convicted of a crime is obviously innocent. Like uh, O.J. Simpson, for example. <laughs> so, okay, what now? We've got Donald Trump. He uh, is going to be our president, which is really strange to think about. I think of Donald Trump on The Apprentice. <laughs> think of him on The Apprentice... Think of all those other wacky antics over the years. And think about him being our president for four years starting in 2017. It's weird. It's really weird. I have to say, I, I, don't, I didn't want Hillary to be our president, but at the same time, uh, it wouldn't have been weird to have her as president. I, I wouldn't have liked it, but it wouldn't have been weird. D- Donald Trump, it's like a weird feeling he's going to be president. I'm not upset about it. I just think it's weird. And everyone's wondering, okay, what do we expect? Is he going to get us in a nuclear war? Is this going to be the end of the world? No. I think you're going to be surprised that Donald Trump is not going to act like a maniac as president. He'll probably say some outrageous things. And there will probably be a lot of weird gaffes you wouldn't expect from the president of the United States. He'll be a very different president, not always in a good way. But I don't think he's going to be a madman who's starting wars all over the place. I, I even think a lot of the stuff about building a wall and all that stuff with Mexico is bluster. 
I think a lot of that was said to try to energize people to vote for him. Keep in mind, he didn't even start this campaign out seriously. When he said he was running for president, I believe it was just for attention. It was only when he started to gain traction. He's like, oh, well, okay, if people really want to vote for me, maybe I will run seriously. (laughs) But he never ran completely seriously. That's the funny thing. I mean, at the very end, he kind of did. But it took a while for Donald Trump to really get it through his head that, hey, I'm seriously running for president. I bet even he's kind of confused like right now. He's like, well, I can't believe I'm going to be president now. I'm going to be 70 years old and president. So, I I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be the fiasco everyone's talking about. Even the left is kind of conceding now that they don't think it's going to be a disaster domestically. They're afraid of foreign policy. But I don't think it's going to be what people are expecting. Now, where we are going to have some trouble probably with Donald Trump is he has no experience with this. He doesn't know all that much about the different uh, different issues that he has to be aware of as president. And he's kind of been winging it and skating through as much as he can to try to not come off as an idiot. But as far as knowledge of the issues and the intricacies of these issues, Hillary had far more. There's no question. I mean, she's been doing this her whole life. Uh, Trump was just uh, a businessman and an entertainer and now abruptly decided to get into it. So uh, even someone who was really interested in learning it in a crash course would have had a lot to learn. But Donald Trump, he wasn't even trying to do that. Now, once he's president, he's going to have to. But uh, look, he's not a king and he's going to have a lot of people under him who do have experience with these things. And there's also a lot of checks and balances to prevent the president from doing just whatever he wants. So there's that too. It's going to be kind of an odd presidency. Uh, There may be some strange things you would have never expected to see from the office of the president, but I don't think it's going to be a catastrophe. I, I just can't see that. And it could even be a pleasant surprise. Once he's actually president, he may decide to just really tone it down and, and, and try hard and try to appoint some good people and uh, see what we can get done. So I'm not saying I'm optimistic, but I, I, I'm much less pessimistic than a lot of other people now that he's won. There's people really treating this like the end of the world. There's been some discussion about, well, what about our children? How do you explain this to them, that a man like that won the presidency? A man who said these uh, terrible and outrageous things. Well, look, uh, how do you explain Hillary, who's done all these terrible and outrageous things, being president? Really, neither of them was a character we could be proud of electing as president of the U.S. It's just uh, one of them spoke in a more presidential fashion when in public. One of them was a lot slicker. A lot of them was, one of them was much uh, better at avoiding consequences through political maneuvering and influence. But a guy who just says outrageous things, that's the least of our concerns. I'll tell you what concerned me about Trump. If you, if you want to hear some Trump criticism, I'll give you some here. 
this is something that was rarely talked about, but I, I took notice of this during the real estate boom and subsequent bust. There is a place in Mexico. Uh, I think it was a place called uh, Playas de Tijuana. It was near Tijuana. It was in Baja, California. There was supposed to be a Trump resort over there. And people were solicited in a kind of a shady and gimmicky fashion to invest and put large deposits down for their condo, which was supposed to appreciate in value so much. It was such a huge investment. They got people, a lot of times working class people, to invest their life savings by putting down these deposits and uh, large deposits for these condos that were supposed to be such a great deal. The project never even broke ground. And everyone lost all their money. Now, did Donald Trump do that? No. Trump leased his name to a shady company who did this to people. Trump has been doing that. He's been leasing his name. A lot of the times you see a place that is called Trump something. He doesn't really own it. He's not even involved. He just leases his name. At some point, Trump realized that the easiest way to make money, the most risk-free way to make money, is just to lease your name. Because he realized that his name, he was very good at building a brand that was synonymous with success, synonymous with luxury. So people heard Trump and they're like, okay, I want to go to that place. I want to buy that condo in the Trump building. I want to go to that hotel that's called Trump. So he would just lease his name out, get paid a lot of money for it and not have to do anything and not have to risk anything. So the problem was he didn't vet these companies very well. And like the one in Mexico stiffed everyone. It was a really shady operation that mishandled the funds, misled people. Now, you may say, okay, well, that's not great, but at least Donald didn't do it. Well, the problem was that Donald was not honest about it. See, some people had questions like, okay, well, it's called Trump, but how involved is Donald? And that's where the lies would come in. And Trump would send people letters about how excited he is about the project. Ivanka actually came down to a meeting of investors and said that she is excited herself and that Donald is personally involved. Now, Donald didn't directly say that, but his daughter did, who the daughter who's closest to him. And, and this obviously came with the agreement with selling his name. So people were misled into believing this was a Trump operation when it wasn't. And Donald and Ivanka helped mislead people. And so after this all crashed down, people came to Trump and said, look, you've got so much money. We're, we're broke. You know, we're not rich people. All these investors. We're, we're working class people. We lost everything thanks to this scam here. Can you at least reimburse us? And Trump said, F you. And that did not sit well with me. I thought that's, that's very scammy behavior. It's one thing just to lease your name and have this happen, but to lease your name and strongly imply or even state to people through your daughter that you're directly involved when you're not. It's like a scam. And I was very disheartened to hear about this story. And this is way before he ran for president. This is like back in 08 when I heard this story. 08, 09, something like that. You know, after the real estate crash. So when I heard he was running for president, I'm like, ugh, just from that story alone, I don't want this guy in. So there are stories like this from his life. And hopefully when Trump is president, he will act in an honest and straightforward fashion. But we'll have to see. I, I have some concerns. But to be honest, I, I had a lot of concerns about Hillary. Of a different matter. I, I said, whoever gets elected, 
we're going to have four years of a lot of uh, scandal and controversy. And that's probably true. Neither Hillary nor Donald were young. And when you're that age, you don't really change. But if someone has a higher chance to change in office, I would say it's Trump because he's never been there before. Hillary's been a politician her whole life or associated with politics her whole life. So she has her way of doing things and that's it. She, she was never going to change. She, Hillary's not going to get in office and say, okay, I'm going to be honest and transparent now. Never. Trump, well, he's never been a politician before. He's, this is new ground to him. So at least all the tricks that Hillary already had up her sleeve. Donald doesn't even know these tricks. <laughs> Donald knows business tricks. He doesn't know uh, political tricks. So if, if anyone could possibly change and turn over somewhat of a new leaf, it could possibly be Donald, but then again, possibly not. Uh, hopefully Donald will put the effort out to learn what he needs to learn between now and January 20th when he takes office. He's got a two and a half months. Because you can't come in knowing nothing. You can't. I mean, yes, you can appoint people to help you, but you, you have to have some pretty deep knowledge of the issues before you, especially the main ones. You can't just shoot from the hip. And that's, that's one problem with Donald Trump, is that he shoots from the hip. He just takes in what little information he has and says, okay, I've made my decision. And I, I don't like people like that. I, I don't like when people just uh, make an abrupt decision based upon partial or limited inf- information. They, they need to know all the details before deciding something, especially something major. And I, I'm hoping Trump takes the time to learn all the issues before him in detail and in depth. Even if he wants others to study them and then give him a breakdown, a detailed breakdown. But he can't just shoot from the hip and, and just decide things. Like, like building the wall, for example. You, you can't just announce things like that. You have, to, you have to really carefully study the issue and say, is this the right thing to do? That's a very complicated issue, the immigration thing from Mexico. I, I get what Trump was trying to do. It wasn't as awful as it sounded. But you, you can't just say we're building a wall. It's not that simple. It's not that easy. You have to consider everything that goes along with that. But he did have a point that yeah, there's no point to have any kind of immigration control here at all if it's so easy to circumvent. There's never a point to have a, a law if it's not enforced. There's no point to have rules if they're not enforced. And it's unfair to those following the rules if those who break them do better than those who follow them. So, I understood his point with all that. But you can't just blurt out, build a wall, and make Mexico pay for it. You've got to put more thought into that. You can't say, no Muslims are allowed in the country. <laughs> you especially can't say that. If anybody wants to call in, I'll take some calls now. Phone number 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. Wow, better ratings than I thought we'd have right now. I expected to see some crappy ratings. We actually have some decent ratings here. 
See if I can reach Brandon if he wants to come on. Yep, I have uh, some news here. Caller, you on the air? Hey, Trump. Is this Trump? Yes. Hey, Big Dick. How are you Okay, Big Dick, we got you, and we got another caller on from 412. Who's calling? Oh, you got two callers? Yeah, we have Big Dick and we have Bad Guy here. Two, uh, oh, this is good. Chicago guy. versus Pennsylvania Pittsburgh. Bad Guy's a legend. <laughs> I'll let I'll let big I'll let big dick talk first. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I I just want to uh, congratulate all the Trump supporters and uh, I give some of these guys credit. They you know they they called this shit. I I, I honestly would have bet my right hand. <laughs> if you put somebody put up a million dollars versus my right hand, I probably would have I probably would have bet. You know, that's a good point I because I was I was as much as I hated Hillary, I was very close to going on a betting site and just like laying a lot of money. On Hillary, it, it, it provided the odds weren't too long or, or too you know, too much of a favorite. I go, I go, I go I'm, she's going to win this. I, I know she's going to win this. Like, why, why not just take the free money? And I'm like, no. The, the reason I didn't do it is because I said everything with Trump has been so unpredictable the whole way. Like, he just keeps defying expectations. Like, I know if I do this, I'm going to get screwed. <laughs> so that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Now let's just hope. Uh, let's just hope Mr. Trump does some of the things he says he's going to do. You know, I mean. Help he actually, you know, gets some higher-paying jobs back in this country. You know, uh, you know, some of the trade things he mentioned and things like that. Let's hope he actually gets some of this done. Yeah, he does. That's a good point. That's a good point. He does need to do that, and that's another thing where you can't just say we need to. You have to come up with a, a complex solution that's going to work. To, to do that. Right. It's not that easy to just say we're going to get jobs back. I mean, you can't just do that. There's a lot of factors that feed into. The, the whole situation with why jobs are leaving this country and and whether companies have the right to do this or not there's a, and also the effect on the economy if if you take away the cheap labor from other countries so you, you have to be careful with how you do it and i i I have some ideas personally and I, it doesn't matter because I'm not the president and I don't have any authority in these matters but uh, I, I hope that he does come up with some realistic ideas that would be something that would be beneficial for this country. There, there are a lot of jobs leaving. Uh, and I even feel in some cases there's jobs that should not even be allowed to leave, such as I hate when you call up like a bank and you get someone in a third world country answering and saying, okay, uh, you give them your account number, that what's your last four of your social? I'm like, what the hell? I'm, I don't want to give this to the Philippines or India. I know what's going to happen to it. Are you really going to customer service with this fucking argument? Well, no, no, tonight? no, no. It's part of it. These I are, mean, are you these being are, serious? These are jobs that I mean, left the country. I mean, you should be happy this guy won, man. You're a Republican. Okay, bad guy. Are you drunk? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, this beer county is drunk. Uh, no, I'm not really that drunk. But I'm asking, why aren't you happy? Because you bet the wrong way. No, I didn't. I won money from this tonight. I know, but what do you what, what do you mean? She's a, let me tell you something. Let me tell you why she lost, man. I'm going to tell you why she lost. And Big Dick's on the phone. The Cubs won. He's happy. I mean, everybody's happy <laughs> here tonight. Fuck yeah, man. No, I'm being for real. He is happy, man. I mean, he won the World Series. I mean, you won the World Series. Man, this was, this was coming, man. You knew this was coming. Like you said, he defied all odds before. No, he did, man. He was like 66 to 1 to win the, the Republican thing, man. Listen to me. She's a lying chick. If a chick lies to you. Think about this. If a girl lies to you, I'd rather cut my balls off and feed them to a fucking dog than have a girl lie to me. So guess what? So now we know she's a liar, 
her heart, the guy, uh, anybody, man, their husband's making their wife even vote for him. Because they're not trusting this chick any. Listen, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I talk off the wall here, man, but I'm being serious. How is she going to ever win this thing? Well, so, so Bag, I have a question for you. The white, the white degenerate was voting for him. Okay, but yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. But listen, Bag, did you bet on uh, on Trump winning this? Oh, I did. I, I bought back like an idiot too. I should <laughs> fucking. Did. I, 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 I kidded around about the C money thing, but I waited till it got to eight fifty, and I nailed his ass. And you know what? I thought he was going to win the whole. I knew he was winning here because you know what. Rose is not doing too good right now, and I listen to the radio here. It's KDKA Radio, it's called. And these old people were calling in and saying they were supporting Trump, and it's a Democratic radio station. So that's why I knew that this motherfucker was in trouble in Pennsylvania. And if he's in trouble in Pennsylvania, he's in tr- uh, if he's winning Pennsylvania, she's in trouble everywhere, because m- my whole family's Democratic. I mean, it, it was just too easy, bro. You you you, you jumped the gun. You're mad because you jumped. Listen, drop. You're mad. You jumped the gun, and you ain't right. And you're not even celebrating this, and it's your fucking party. I don't get it. Well, okay. This is, this is your shit, man. You're you're a motherfucking Republican. You grew up in California with the nice beaches and the motherfucking sand. I mean, what are you talking about, dude? I grew up in Morgan, PA. You know, there's a railroad track down here. A train can blow up tomorrow, bro. I mean, are you fucking crazy? Well, why aren't you happy? Well, back door, you run over by a train. <laughs> no, you could no. Or one of the motherfucking things could blow up. I mean, at road. I mean, I don't understand why he's not happy. Well, I've told you because I had my criticisms for both the candidates, and uh, so I'm not saying I'm unhappy. I didn't want Hillary to win. So, like, I you if, be if happy about the Senate. Oh, I, am, so I, am I am happy. Thing, right I, I am happy. I am happy about the Senate. All, all three of us, though, she lost it, right or wrong? Yes, yes, she beat herself. I mean, it's horrible. It's like Kershaw pitching against St. Louis. You know what's? You know what's? You know what's? <laughs> listen. You know. You know what's funny, bad guy. I actually thought of Kershaw when she lost this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I mean, how do you lose this thing? No, Hillary really is like the biggest choke artist. I couldn't even lose it. She really is the she is the biggest political choke artist I've ever seen. Right. She, she choked against Obama eight years ago, and she choked against Trump, which is a much bigger choke eight years later. I mean, she just she just can't get it done, and I think it, it's because of her past following her. You, you, there's only so much you can get away with after so long. People just go, no, I, I can't do it. I can't support well, it. Jeff, let me ask you. I mean, I, I admittedly, I don't really know a ton about. Um you know, the things she's been accused of. I don't, I don't follow politics that, that close, I just, you know, but I follow it a fair amount. But why isn't she in jail or why hasn't she been, been indicted? If because, there's so much, because there's so much influence in the Department of Justice by whatever party's in control, which is the Democrats right now. And, and right. It, it, the same would happen, by the way, the Republicans, if, if they have their sure. guy in there, then, then they I have, have a question, the, too. The did, well, did she not, like, appoint the FBI guy? Isn't that her guy? No, no, it's not. But oh, it's not. I didn't know that. No, but I mean, but, but, but the thing is, his bo- though he he operates under the Department of Justice, and that's a Democrat. That's Loretta Lynch, who was reported uh, appointed by Obama, and she's very loyal to Obama and the Democratic Party, as was Eric Holder before her. In fact, Harry Reid, who bribed Full Tilt Poker a million dollars, and uh, and it probably wouldn't have been that hard to prove. Uh, that they wanted to investigate him for this, and the Department of Justice shut it down. Well, did he, he dropped out of his right, didn't he, Harry Reid? But Harry Reid dropped out. He didn't even run this year, right? No, no, like, he didn't. He's but not running but, but, for his but he, he dodged. I mean, he could have been in prison for this, too. But And he's taken bribes his whole life, but he's that been protected. That bitch could be in prison, man. She's a lying chick. Listen, first off, 
anybody that thought she was going to win, she's a, she's a, listen, and I'm not like somebody that's against women, but she's a chick too. I mean, like, if you're going to bet something, if there's any time to take an underdog, it was this thing right here, man. It was it. It was this. Well, I'll tell you what you I took. Yo, you missed the boat and you're pissed. It's like, hey, you missed the boat with fucking Bitcoin too. You missed the boat with Bitcoin too, bro. I mean, like, dude, get over it. I mean, you missed the boat twice now. Okay, listen, listen. I, I made again. money tonight. I, I bet on North, North Carolina. And I know, won. but you didn't, you didn't make as much as you should have. No, you know what? You know what my That's mistake what was. You know what my mistake was. I, I, I almost at about five p.m. this afternoon, my time. Okay, I looked. You made me stay away from Bitcoin, man. Well, hey, hang on. Let's, let's not bring Bitcoin into this. <laughs> I at about five p.m. this afternoon, I was looking at the results, and the early results looked very bad for Trump in both. North Carolina and Florida. I could have gotten like seven. That's what I bet it, bro. I, and I, I'm not even and, and I, I could have case of Budweiser. Okay, I, but I could have gotten. Like, I could have gotten like seven or eight to one on each of them. Yep. And and I was almost about to hammer it, but I was really busy. I had to go pick up Benjamin, and like I was like, I, I just like. I'm like I, I damn kid, like damn I, kid. No, like I felt I was going to lose. I just felt like I'm throwing money away, so I didn't do it. And well, that's what Rosa told me. You just threw five hundred dollars away. That's I what I thought, right? I did. I, 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 I was thinking of laying like a thousand, like 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 a thousand or so on each, and then just like you know, if if it comes through, making seven or eight thousand on each one, it would have been nice. I made about two thousand tonight, which isn't bad, but I, like it would have been much nicer making fifteen. But you could have made a lot more. Yeah, I should have made a lot more. Republican man. No, it's not because I'm a Republican. I, I, I just feel, like I I saw it coming. You never lose, drop. How do you feel now about uh, Adelson? That piece of shit Adelson now is going to have a say in some things, like you know, with online poker and such. How do you feel about that? I think tonight really fucked poker bad. No, look, the people said said the reverse when Obama was winning, and then uh, it was uh, his people that uh, that that did Black Friday and and a lot of the other busts. It's uh, this is not really a partisan. Got a lot of money invested in Trump. Clearly said it's his number one goal. The number one thing he's going to do is he's going to make sure that online gambling is never legal. But there wasn't that much money behind Trump. I, I don't think Trump really got bought. He, he, he really paid, kind of operated a low-budget campaign. Those, he pays for that blitz of ads in the last week or two on the TV. He paid, I think he drew $25 million at him. Yeah, but that's not, I don't think it's going to be enough. This is, you know, the thing is, Trump's not going to care enough about this. I, I just don't think, and even if Trump cares, I don't think that enough politicians care in that direction, because I'll tell you, a lot of the conservatives are concerned about this because they feel it interferes with states' rights. So they say a lot of Democrats right. don't want it because it's like individual rights. Conservatives don't want it because it's states' rights. So they right, just like Ted Cruz is one of those guys. Yeah, there's a lot of them actually. A lot of them, a lot of the conservatives say no. Like, uh, no matter what you think about gambling, we're not going to tell the states what they can do. So f off. That, that's what happens. So I, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to be like a nationwide ban on. Online hey, yo, I got a question. Do you think, I think this is going to happen. Trump's either going to take the Republican Party back 20 years or forward 20 years. Do you agree <laughs> with that? Like, uh, if he really fucks up here, I mean, what happens? Yeah, well, then what will happen is, well, first of all, there's a good chance he loses in four years, either just from various scandals or because he's just old. Or he could even die. I mean, he, he's, he's seven, he could be 70 he's years right. old. No, Hillary no, no. would have died before him, though. I don't know about that. He doesn't look that healthy yeah, either. That's what my aunt and everybody's saying. I mean, this, I like, I, dude, and guess what? Big Dick sounds like he's from Chicago, too. He got that accent, man. I love it. I mean, he does. Uh, yeah, you got a Chicago accent, bro. I know. I love it. I love him talking to this guy, man. He's a great poster on the site. I mean, he's a good dude. No, I'm asking you though. I mean, he, don't you think he's going to either set him back 20 years or? But you know what? I was hearing on the radio here 
Because Rose, like I said, listens to it. I'm at, Rose is not doing too good right now. But I locked her in the basement, too, because she voted for Hillary. I mean, we got to get her bets paid before she gets out of the basement. But no, for real. Like, 162 million or something, they said. Or, like, not 162 million, but like 16 million. Or, I mean, they paid a ton of money to these advertisements and shit, man. And then Jay Z and Bon Jovi. I mean, what is it? What was what this chick doing? Here, hold on. I think we have Trump speaking here. Let's see. Do I have it here? Let's see. Oh, is he on here? I, I got it on, man. Don't you hear? I got a party going on here. I got a Republican party going on. Okay, okay. Everybody quiet. Let's listen to and this. We here. will call upon the best right. and brightest to leverage their tremendous talent for the benefit of all. It's going to happen. We have a great economic plan. We will double our growth and have the strongest economy anywhere in the world. At the same time, we will get along with all other nations willing to get along with us. We will be. We'll have great relationships. We expect to have great, great relationships. No dream is too big. No challenge is too great. Nothing we want for our future is beyond our reach. America will no longer settle for anything less than the best. We must reclaim our country's destiny and dream big and bold and daring. We have to do that. We're going to dream of things for our country and beautiful things and successful things once again. I want to tell the world community that while we will always put America's interests first, we will deal fairly with everyone, with everyone. All people and all other nations. We will seek common ground, not hostility. Partnership, not conflict. And now, I'd like to take this moment to thank some of the people who really helped me with this, what they are calling tonight, very, very historic victory. First, I want to thank my parents, who I know are looking down on me right now. Great people. I've learned so much from them. They were wonderful in every regard. I had truly great parents. I also want to thank my sisters, Marianne and Elizabeth, who are here with us tonight. And where are they? They're here someplace. They're very shy, actually. And my brother, Robert, my great friend. Where is Robert? Where is Robert? My brother, Robert. And they should all be on this stage, but that's okay. They are great. And also, my late brother, Fred. Great guy. Fantastic guy. Fantastic family. I was very lucky. He's thanking a lot of dead people. Great brothers, sisters, great, unbelievable parents. To Melania and Don. And Ivanka. And Eric, and Tiffany, and Baron. Tiffany's like the forgotten daughter. Trump really prefers you. I love you, himself. and I thank you, and especially for putting up with all of those hours. This was tough. This was tough. This political stuff is nasty, and it's tough. So I want to thank my family very much. Really fantastic. Thank you all.
Thank you all. And Lara, unbelievable job. Unbelievable. Vanessa, thank you. Thank you very much. What a great group. You've all given me such incredible support, and I will tell you that we have a large group of people. You know, they kept saying we have a small staff. That's so small. Look at all the people that we have. Look at all of these people. And Kellyanne, and Chris, and Rudy, and Steve, and David. We have got, we have got tremendously talented people up here. And I want to tell you, it's been, it's been very, very special. I want to give a very special thanks to our former mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He traveled with us and he went through meetings. See that, Rudy? Never changes. Where's Rudy? Where is he? Rudy. Governor Chris Christie, folks, was unbelievable. <laughs> Chris Christie. I don't like that guy. Thank you, Chris. The first man, first senator, first major, major politician. Let me tell you, he is highly respected in Washington because he's as smart as you get. Senator Jeff Sessions. Where's Jeff? Chris Christie was one of the first uh, former candidates to great jump man. on the Trump train. and uh, Another great man. Very tough competitor. He was not easy. Hope to brown nose his he way into position. He was not easy. Who was that? Is that the mayor that showed up? <laughs> here comes Giuliani. Oh, Rudy got up here. Giuliani really got in Trump's corner here. Another great man who has been... Uh, really a, a friend to me, but I'll tell you, I got to know him as a competitor. Uh-oh. What happened here? Dr. Ben Carson. Where's Ben? Strange, I lost my, I lost my feed. Ben? There he is, back. And by the way, Mike Huckabee is here someplace, and he is fantastic. Mike and his family. By the way, Sarah. Trump is going to win the popular vote, too. Much. He's going to win everything. General Mike Flynn. Where is Mike? And General Kellogg. We have over 200 generals and admirals that have endorsed our campaign. And they're special people, and it's really an honor. We have 22 Congressional Medal of Honor recipients. We have just tremendous people. A very special person who believed me, and, you know, I'd read reports that I wasn't getting along with him. I never had a bad second with him. He's an unbelievable star. He is, that's right, how did you possibly guess? So, let me tell you about Reince. And I've said this. I said Reince. This Reince, uh, previous. I know it. I know it. Look at all those people the over there. Republican Party chairman. Reince is a superstar, but I said... They can't call you a superstar, Reince, unless we win. Because you can't be called a superstar like Secretariat. If Secretariat came in second, Secretariat would not have that big, beautiful bronze bus at the track at Belmont. But I'll tell you, Reince is really a star. And he is the hardest working guy. And in a certain way, I did this. Reince, come up here. Where is Reince? Get over here, Reince. <laughs> He's trying to boy, oh, bring Reince Priebus oh, up there. I never expected to see that. 
It's question to see if, did this if, right. if Trump can uh, make nice now with the Republican Party after uh, the fractured election cycle where a lot did not support Ladies him. Ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States, Donald Trump. Thank you. It's been an honor. God bless. Thank God. Amazing guy. Our partnership with the RNC was so important to the success and what we've done. So I also have to say I've gotten to know some incredible people, the Secret Service people. They're tough and they're smart and they're sharp. And I don't want to mess around with them, I can tell you. And when I want to go and wave to a big group of people and they rip me down and put me back down in the sea. But they are fantastic people, so I want to thank the Secret Service. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't thanked Scott Baio yet. Where's Scott Baio? And law enforcement in New York City. They're here tonight. These are spectacular people, sometimes underappreciated, unfortunately. But we appreciate them. We know what they go through. So it's been what they call a historic event. But to be really historic, we have to do a great job. And I promise you that I will not let you down. We will do a great job. We will do a great job. I look very much forward to being your president. And hopefully at the end of two years or three years or four years or maybe even eight years you will say so many of you work so hard for us but you will say that you will say that that was something that you were really were very proud to do and and I can thank you very much and I can only say that while the campaign is over our work on this movement is now really just beginning. We're going to get to work immediately for the American people. And we're going to be doing a job that hopefully you'll be so proud of your president. You'll be so proud. Again, it's my honor. It was an amazing evening. It's been an amazing two-year period. And I love this country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to Mike Pence. Thank you, everybody. Is Mike Pence shaking his hand there? USA. USA. <laughs> An amazing moment in American history. Uh, Donald J. Trump. So, okay, that's, that was the Trump speech. And uh, I have a, an update here for everybody. Some updates on the California propositions. Yes, I know this is going to go over really well with people who are listening from outside of California, but I'm telling you anyway. I have uh, pretty much what looks like the results. A few of them are close for the California propositions. Uh, now, for all you proponents of legalizing marijuana, I know I took a lot of heat on the forum for saying I was against it. Well, good news for you guys, it passed. So you can... Uh, Smoke all the pot you want in California now, it looks like, like starting uh, 2017. 
that one passed. That's Prop 64. But going quickly through it, uh, Prop 51, the $9 billion bond for uh, schools. I voted no, but it is probably going to pass right now, 53-47. Prop 52 has to do with uh, Medi-Cal coverage for uh, uninsured patients. I voted yes on it. It did has up 70% to 30. It's going to pass for sure. Prop 53, require, requiring a statewide voter approval for bonds over $2, million, $2 billion in the state. That is probably going to lose, but it's close, 51-49. Prop 64, for uh, transparency of uh, the legislature in California, stops the legislature from passing any bill unless it's published on the internet for 72 hours and also records all sessions. That's going to pass. The tobacco tax, $2 more per pack for cigarettes. That's mostly going to go to insurance companies. I was against that. It's just a tax on the poor that enriches the insurance companies. I voted against it, but it is going to pass easily. Prop 55, to keep the so-called temporary tax increase, the income tax increase that was voted some years back just for a few years because we just needed it temporarily. As always happens, then they have another proposition to make it permanent. Well, this one's very close to permanent. It's going to pass. It's going to stay. This obnoxious extra income tax is going to stay in California till 2030. California will remain with the highest income tax in the nation by far. Not good. I voted against that. Prop 57. Allowing early parole for supposed nonviolent felons. Unfortunately, this also includes rapists and sex offenders and wife beaters and others that you would think would be classified as violent. But now they can get early parole. That will pass. Voted no on that. Prop 58, which repeals the old Prop 227, requiring all public school classes to be taught in English. That's been repealed. Prop 58 will pass because it was very misleading. It was listed as allow schools to establish non-English-only education programs. But what it really meant is repeal that proposition, which has actually been very successful in teaching foreign students English. So that's been repealed, unfortunately. It's going to easily win this proposition. 59 is unimportant. It doesn't change anything. So it's going to pass. I'm not even going to bother talking about it. 60, the condom proposition. Is our porn going to be ruined? Is all California-produced porn? Most Porn is produced in California, by the way, in the San Fernando Valley. Will they have to wear condoms? Probably not. 54% voting no. It's probably going to lose. I voted no on this as well. 61, which was a prescription drug proposition, which was supposedly going to control prescription drug prices. The problem is a very flawed proposition, which only did this for a very small percentage of Californians and makes it useless because the drug companies can just charge everybody else to make up the difference. That is probably going to lose down 54, 46. The death penalty propositions, 62 and 66, 62 would repeal it. 66 would reform it. 62 would do away with the death penalty in California. 66 would make it. So the long, long, long appeals process were, Death row inmates stay on death row for decades would stop, and it would speed up executions. 66 looks like it will pass, so it is close, 51-49. 62 looks like it's going to fail. So it looks like it's not going to be repealed, and in fact, we are going to have uh, a reform death penalty, which is great. Uh, here, I'll take a break from this caller. You're on the air. 
Yo, can you hear Andrew, me? Andrew, yeah, this is Chip County calling in from Southern Ontario, Canada. Oh, fucking right. How are you? Yeah, Chip County. So, yeah, I put the callers back on. Bad guy, you were just muted. I put everybody on mute for a while. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Chip, Chip County, yeah, I see you calling in from Canada. And I know you were, even though you were a Canadian, you were a big Trump supporter. I have been uh, following this election very closely because uh, little do, well, myself and probably yourself and most of your listeners in America combined, we're following very similar parallels with the direction our governments are going. But tonight has been a big roadblock, which I'm happy to see. And uh, perhaps we can discuss that further. Yeah, by uh, the way, for the, for, the listen, for the listeners here, uh, Chip Counter is, is best known. I've actually seen, not in person, but on video, I've seen Chip Counter's penis. <laughs> I really, I've really seen his penis. I, I'll give you credit here. Chip Counter actually has a very large penis. I've, I've seen it. Uh, it, he, he had a video of uh, he took with a girlfriend that uh, he uploaded to the internet. It was a very uh, popular video. He, he even got the girl to mention chip counter on there. And, and I still uh, do have a penis confirmed. <laughs> so then he, then he vanished for a long time, but he recently surfaced and he was a big uh, Trump supporter and he got a lot of flack for that on the forum from those who uh, were anti-Trump. But uh, chip counter is well, I did. I, and I I wouldn't say that I'm a Trump supporter. I'm more of the anti-left. Uh, like, to be honest with you, I voted liberal in our last election here in Canada for Justin Trudeau. I didn't realize the extent that he would be pushing these agendas. Um, I'm not sure how up-to-date or familiar you are with what's happening in my country, but we are actually issuing driver's licenses that are gender neutral. <laughs> they don't just necessarily go by your, you know, biological male, female um, birth certificate, just to give you an idea. That, that's, that's how extreme so, so it's So there's, there's actually, a, a, so, you, you, when it says gender, you can actually just have gender neutral. It's not even just like, uh, like it, it, you're not just saying people could, if they transition from a male to female, they're listed female. You're saying they actually list gender, gender neutral on there? And that's a federal-issued driver's license that you can actually wow. acquire, which to me is, is very problematic. So that's when I started to clue into the, all right, what's going on in this movement? I have to kind of take a stand here. Um, there, there was also some other issues that kind of clued me into it. Because I have to admit, from the outside looking in, you, you see a lot of these things on YouTube or perhaps read a few articles and you you just look at them and laugh. You're like, huh, you know, that doesn't really affect my life or your day-to-day uh, persuasions. When it actually does, then you kind of clue in and makes you not just aware but um, proactive to kind of do something about it. So when I saw this election um, in, in the States and very recently with uh, our election of Trudeau, that's when I decided, okay, I have to make a stand. I have to try to make my voice heard, not in like more of like a trollish fashion, but just to... What's the word I'm trying to think? You know, it's just it's it's to make you guys aware that these things really will... Uh, personify themselves and uh, they will expand if you let them and I'm living proof I live very close to the border I'm not too far from those states and these claims that I'm saying they're 
people. You just look them up. Jordan Peterson, these, uh, the licenses. It's very, very strange times that we live in, so. <clears throat> yeah, there are. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I've talked to some other people like this. I, I actually joined some groups on Facebook about, uh, not, not really about Trump or anything, but I, I joined some, uh, like, anti-social justice warrior groups and things like that that, uh, and uh, and I I got to know some people there, and some people had similar stories to yours, where they were uh, once on the left, and then eventually just got disgusted by some things. Uh, a lot of times related to political correctness or or other things, they just found mm-hmm. to be unacceptable or outrageous, and they just said, "Yeah, I can't relate to this anymore." And and then we- well, that that's kind of what I caught when I was listening to your um, radio cast tonight. Is you have a lot of left issues that you you seem like you you're a little ticked off about them but you just won't come out and say them that's just kind of um what i i picked up on well i i've said well i'm not i mean i've never been on the left but i've 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 said a lot of times what i don't like with the left here i i've never been in the left uh, even even as a child uh not a little child but what happened some people wonder like how did i become a republican was it uh was it my parents? Was you know what? What made that happen? What made me become a, a conservative? And I, I can tell you that this was actually something that I found just naturally appealed to me. And the way I found it was I was watching uh, a, a talk show in, when I was uh, twelve years old, and I, I I knew about the political parties then, but I didn't know too well what they stood for exactly, and, and what conservative meant, and what liberal meant, and all that. Uh, th- this was really the first time I. I got a, a full exposure to that. This was a it was a talk show called the Wally George Hot Seat and it was not a serious show. It had a lot of outrageous things where 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 the host would insult the guest and the guest would insult the host and a lot a lot of it was even staged. But what was good about this for a twelve year old was this it was an entertaining show and yet mm-hmm. it, it dealt with real issues. It dealt with issues but in, in a very entertaining and, and sometimes juvenile fashion. But that's perfect for a twelve year old because this way it, it kept me interested. So I, I started noticing that I was through all the, the BS that went on there, I found that I agreed with the host most of the time. Even though he did give a chance for the other side to state their point, I, I just found I was agreeing with him most of the time. And I say, well, I, I just, this seems to be that's, most of what I, I agree with. I think that's like a, a good example, too, because not only does it give you a paradigm shift of, of something that you might encounter in your life, but it gives you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, uh, it's more of action versus words and what i mean by that is a lot of the times if you look at our, our electionized uh an example uh the left will look at trump and say well he said these things you know he did this he did this he's he's a mean guy and then the right will come out with a lot of damning perhaps uh criminal evidence but it, all of it is ignored do you understand where i'm going with this like, yeah you can come out with um Criminal evidence, whereas someone said something that hurts your feelings. So what we're going in society is words actually have more meaningful effect than actions do. So words do not, in fact, hurt more than actions. Well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, the term for that is, is a symbolism over substance, and that's... 
that's something yes. that, that, that yeah I've I've never liked that and that's that's been a problem I've had with the left is that uh, a lot of times it's it's more about uh, the way something appears the way something comes off rather so, than the way it really is and and in fact they don't want to admit anything like something that infuriated me with the terrorism we've been experiencing in this country with uh, that by that are terrorism that's been at the hands of Muslims of uh, Yes, oh, radical, well, radical just, Islam, and, and just the, have to especially up here too, uh, Dan. Like uh, you even bring that up in the workplace, and you're possibly facing not only suspension but you know far serious repercussions. Yeah, so, and, and the left. Like, please continue. The left wing politicians here did not want to say the words radical Islam. They they. they did not want to discuss it. They did not want, not want to say this is a radical Islam attack. Why? Because that's Islamophobic. They they don't want to say that and 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 make people hate Muslims. So so they try to get around. They try to dance around. They try to make people think it's it's workplace violence. It's just a it's just a mass shooting. They're not okay. Saying so what it is. What is the solution to that? Because if you look in Europe, um, let's look at Germany for example. Um, a very innovative country. They're they're in leading in, uh, you know, engineering, automotive, uh, education-wise, they're pretty much like in the top five. Very smart people, and within the last year, they've just plummeted. They've opened their borders. You look at Sweden; the open borders, the rape capital of the world. Yeah, that's a, it's a big problem. Of are resigning. Out. Police are resigning in mass. Um, <sighs> That's a big. It's a big problem. But no one can talk about it. it yeah. For, I, I just don't even know what to call it. It's uh, to me. It's uh, an, an enigma or enigm, an enigma. Enigma. Is what you're saying an enigma. I'll, I'll yes, forgive you though. It's three a.m. where you are, right? Uh yes. Yeah. Three twenty. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's right. Three twenty. So so yeah. The. In Sweden, it's interesting. They they have had a lot of Muslim immigrants there, and then since that happened, they have there's been a skyrocketing uh, rape problem. And there's excuses. Oh, they just have a wider definition of what constitutes rape than other countries do. That's what, well. Look, the bottom line is since the Muslim immigration has started there, the rape by any definition has skyrocketed and gone way up. And these are the ones committing the rape. There's a lot of rape going on by the Muslim immigrants in Sweden against Swedish women. So it, and it sounds terrible, but it is, you know, you got to call a spade a spade. And from what I've read is the police officers aren't able to identify the ethnic origins of the rape perpetrator. I haven't had that verified from someone I know there. That's just what I've heard. So if that's true, that means that, let's say... Um, you, if you had a sister, and I'm an uh, immigrant, I rape your sister, you're a police officer. That means that you can't say, hey, the perpetrator was six foot, you know, white male. You can't identify my ethnic background. To me, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, it, I don't have that particular detail. You, you may be right about that, but I know that, uh, like, there's a lot of anger there about the, these policies that, that are allowing these immigrants to come in and do this. And, and Sweden, honestly, a lot of these countries in Europe aren't ready for 
mm-hmm. for for a, a crime waves because they're not used to handling it. The U.S. is used to handling high crime. We've had high crime here uh, for the entire existence right. of the country. Okay, so but a lot so of where, country- where I was going with that is if if we can't learn from what's been happening with the open borders in in Europe, and these aren't you know shoddy countries, um, Germany and Sweden, very you know they're they're pretty established countries that are. You know, they're, they don't have a bad reputation. They're pretty established. Why is it that in the Western civilization we're trying to adopt the same principles? Yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid. There, there's too many th- and You know, one thing that we're helped by in the U.S. is that we have a, a big ocean in between us and, and the uh, the Muslim countries, and it's, it's hard for them to get over here and establish a real... Uh, threat with a terror network over here. So we have some lone wolf type terrorists who commit some attacks, and we've had some uh, very sad attacks here, like like the one in the Orlando nightclub and the San Bernardino shooting and ones like that. But uh, yeah. it, it's much worse in, in Europe, and especially with the, the with the open borders and and the fact that they're even just closer in the first place to these countries, and and, and the policies they have, and they're 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 getting burned by, it and it's only going to get worse. And you you can't reason with these people. You can't reason with fanatical, radical Islam. You, you you can't reason. There's no reasoning yeah. with them. There, there's no negotiating yeah. with them. And they, the only solution is to either shut them out or kill them. And and that it well, sounds bad, but that's the truth. And and so, uh, if you try to integrate them and you try to you allow them in your country, you allow ones you think are uh, or you don't vet them well enough, and you think you're letting in people who aren't threatening, but uh, you don't need that many. Even if, if if a small percentage that come into your country are there to commit terrorist acts, you've got a huge problem. You, you don't need, even if yes. the vast majority you let in are, are completely innocent and just want to leave, live peaceful lives, if you're, even a small percentage is, is uh, look, look how much damage these, these individual attackers the have caused. Too, that, and that goes back to what I'm saying is why I feel like words are more powerful than actions because what you are saying is exactly how I feel. And so I'll say two things. One, they have camps over in Europe that are de-radicalization camps, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know how you de-radicalize someone. Is that like a rehab treatment? I don't know what they do, but they, they have them, and, and we put money into them. First of all, I don't know if you're comfortable with that. I'm not. No, it's not. Second of all. Wait, I, 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 is this bad guy again? Yeah, what do you mean? I'm the political analyst oh, here, dude. Shit. I called this oh, fucking race. Hold up. Hey, Chip <laughs> Counter, a legend, a legend for real, man. No doubt about it's it. I'm good. glad to be on the phone with what, him. What do, you want say, what do you want to say, bad guy? Chip, I'm the political analyst here. Are you nuts? I'm in a PA, oh, dude. That's a battleground state. Because what do you want to say? I called this oh, yeah, fucking well, election good, at 730, man. bro. Well, by I seven thirty, election good. for Trump at 730, Well, 730 bro. was pretty obvious. You were still here, bro. I was... Dude, so Trump was looking at uh, his girlfriend's pussy when I called wait, wait, which, wait, Hold on, which 7.30? The 7.30 where you are or 7.30 where I am? 7.30 where the fuck I'm at. It's on your goddamn side. I uh, called I see, it. I see. The pimp calls Trump the winner. I mean, look it up, man. If you, mean, if, you really, this, if you really man. called it at 7.30... I was on the phone talking to myself. If you really... I was on the phone. When you, when you put me on hold, when that speech is going on, and you're, you're sitting there talking about the propositions, about condoms and shit. I'm trying to say something, and no one hears me. Because I, I turned everybody off for a while. 
Okay, well, listen, man, you don't do that to the bad guy, dude. I'm the fucking legend. <laughs> I, I actually turned like everybody off. Her. I turned everybody off He's so people Canada, can listen. man. I'm your American. I'm, okay. you, I'm the political advisor. You're, you're going to wake up everybody in the residential neighborhood. You're still you're, you're, you're hey, out yo, here. Guess what? I'm waking them all up. You, As an American, you, keep you should muting, feel very I'm waking the whole residential this might be the chip counter. Where's the girl at, it. man? Do you got a girl there? I want her to say chip counter, Scott, whatever. That, that people I, think that came I from Neverwin, and it came from chip counter. <laughs> they I, did. I, it I came from you, bro. Too. It came from you. It wasn't Nevercock, whatever. It was chip counter, Scott, whatever. Do yeah, people I'm even realize that on this site? I know, bro. I, you sound way more. I, I even typed that. I said you sound way more. Grown up, man, but I still get. Well, he is. It's like ten. It's like ten years. That. It's like ten years later. That's why he sounds more grown up. It's been ten years since that. But it's been ten years. But it's been ten years. So that's that like uh, eight years ago. Ten no, it's like ten years. Yeah. You know what's funny is I, I actually. I, the bad thing is you're moving on to bigger and better things, and I'm still. I'm still living in the past. Chip Counter's cock, whatever, man. It's fucking horrible. It's horrible. But Trump won. Best day in the states that I can remember. I'm so proud of you guys. Congratulations! Well, okay, I'm very happy uh, for you guys. Well, all right. That's. Uh, I could tell you were uh, excited about this, and uh, and I know for somebody who. Uh, hey, bro! I'm only on this fucking phone because I'm a political analyst for the site. I mean, that's what I. I actually appointed myself to that just now. Oh, I wouldn't even I be calling in here, man. I, I can't even believe you're calling into this fucking show because Drop is is mutant people. I, I was playing. I was playing Donald Trump. You, you have your you have your freedom, and you did the right choice. And did I you ever hear any of the Josie shows, bro? I went to jail for this show twice. You I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a supporter. You were like, I'm giving up beers to people that are voting Trump, and I read that. I'm like, this guy's a fucking boss. Like, that's a dom right there. Like, I want people like that in Canada. Is that you? I exactly. I, I'm going to move to Canada, yeah. man. I'm going to the red trees, bro. It's like that old song, man. You, you know what, bad guy? Bad guy, I have, I have some bad news for you, though. In Canada, they, they actually, when you cross the border, especially through a, a smaller border crossing that's not as busy, they will look you up, and if they see you're even convicted of a misdemeanor, I know. They, 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 won't, yeah, they won't let you in. Let me tell you something. Before 9-11, you get into Niagara Falls without a fucking ID. I know, but, but now, now that they, they, I don't think they'll let you in, bad guy. I think that's they're going to stop you. I'm no, not even no, kidding. they won't let me in now. No, but, but back in the day, they let you in no problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding you. Back in the day, you get, yeah, you came. No, I, I, t- I told a story. I told a story here, and it's true. I have a friend who went to Canada, and he, tra- he went through a border crossing, and they they found that 23 years ago he yeah, he had stolen crazy. he had stolen cable for when he was in college. And and he that had like a misdemeanor true, conviction, actually. and then they yes. they were like considering him not letting him in. They're like, well, okay, since it's been twenty three yep. years and you haven't been convicted again, uh, we're going to let you in. But yep. you were actually banned for Can- from Canada for ten years after that. And, really? But, but yeah, that was before that was Stephen Harper for eight years. Uh, draft. Now we have Justin Trudeau because I worked at a, a a fishing resort up north, which was close to the uh, Michigan border, and yeah, they would not let you in for a traffic infraction like, you know, Marty would have from... Hey, I got one thing to say about Canada. I went to Niagara Falls in the Canada side twice. Once when the fucking falls were frozen because we were drunk. And like I said, you didn't even need an ID to get in. No, this is a true story. My three buddies... 
No, but then the one time with Josie, and I got pulled over driving, and I didn't have a driver's license. I didn't have a permit, and they're like, well, what do you got, man? I, they, they arrested me. This is like in 1990-something. Well, you know, what, it, you know what happened, like, I don't know, like like eight years ago no, or something? No, but listen, I just went there again. If you go to listen, if you ever go hey, anybody, listen, hold on, let me say something. If anybody goes to Niagara Falls, if you go to the American side, you might as well stay the fuck home, because it's like a state park, man. I mean, it's like going to one of your local state parks. It's so ghetto, it's pathetic. No, I know, the Canadian like, side's much Canada better. Side, it's the, so nice. It, it is, it's much better. It's awesome. No, I'm being dead serious, and there's all ways to get yeah. to the Can- Canadian side, but if you, like, I, I just went there last year, I'm not even kidding you guys, and it's so ghetto. It's fucking pathetic. Well, I know that the, Cana- the Canadian side is better. If you're going to Niagara Falls, go to the Canadian side. I'm telling you. You know what happened to Niagara Falls? Yeah, uh, t- got them right. T- Terrence Chan. I'm the, I'm I ain't even close. T- Terrence Chan actually right. got it's stopped like there. It's like going to Vegas right. or, or, or it's like going to Vegas or Atlantic City. You know, I mean, that's how I can compare it. Right. And that, and that's not even giving it enough credit. Bad, bad guy, you, you and we'll build the wall ten feet higher, bitch. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to get through the wall, man. Don't build it higher. <laughs> I, I, th- I think bad guy drank a bit too much tonight, though. It's, it's kind of hard to. What are you talking about? Every time I call him, you're, you're, I'm drunk. You're, you're dominating the conversation I, here. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, drop. I, no, I didn't mean to dominate it, man. Okay, I, I, what, I, what I'm saying, what I'm saying here is, uh, you know, with, with uh, Niagara Falls, uh, for those of you that know of Terrence Chan, who's, he's the two plus two uh, poker cast host. He, one of the two there, uh, he actually got stopped in Niagara Falls, and, and he was like detained for like six hours because he brought cash back from there. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't. Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah. I'm a professional poker player, and they wouldn't believe him. This is the American side because he's Canadian. He's from Vancouver. So, but they stopped him going, you know, crossing into America, and wouldn't let him like through for like six hours. He was yeah, furious. Dude, I, threw, dude I, I chew, and, and it was so cool because you could get chew in Canada, and it had like Canadian writing on it. So I brought it over. They threw it against the wall. I mean, it was fucking craziness. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even kidding you. It was the craziest shit I ever seen. You know, I don't think Hillary. You know I don't think Hillary has. Uh, is, is we don't. We are unarmed at the border. We do not hold weapons. We have maple syrup, and that's it. <laughs> you have maple, maple syrup, syrup right? And, I, I wouldn't even smuggle any maple syrup. I should have, man. That's what. That's what pissed me off. I had a couple cans of chew and didn't have a license. I, I don't. Like, How'd you get in here? I said, like, I don't know. Why don't you ask the lady to let me in here? You know, I don't I mean, think I. Let me in was not even asking it for ID, but that's back in the day before nine eleven. Okay, so I don't think we've seen any. Really? Uh, I don't think we've seen any uh, concession speech yet from Hillary. I've been watching. No, she's not going to talk no, tonight. No. I already put it on your site, bro. So my money's well, going to be held up for the. News, then. Yeah, you, she's you not going to concede tonight. No, she Sore made losing, a call bitch. to. She made a call to um, Trump. Yeah, she made a call to she Trump. Yeah, she conceded to him, and he made a speech, which was actually quite eloquent. Well, yeah, I, I, I played I played most of the speech out here. Yeah, um, so she hasn't made a public speech, but she has conceded. So you guys are in a new direction. It but I want to hear the speech. Like I want to hear the speech. Nefarious feeling. I I don't know exact. Like it's to me, I feel like the poison is. is or sorry, Jim Carter. How much poison. weed are you on tonight? <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'm drunk. I'm, I'm drinking Budweiser, and you're on good weed, man. I, I tell you what. Yeah. I tell you what. They should legalize weed. I'm. I'm. I'm well, they I'm just did. They just did in California. They just did. Hey, a hey, uh, bad guy. They did in California. For your liver. In California, they just legalized weed tonight. Yeah, I know. Well, I heard you. Told, I, yeah, I was trying to talk when you were doing those fucking things, and you had me on the phone, but you couldn't hear anything. Well, I, I, I knew. Saying. I knew I wouldn't get through. I knew I wouldn't get through them if. if <laughs> 
you could talk here. I had to, where, I had to silence everything. Where, I don't. Where did Colorado end up? The condom uh, thing I was trying to talk on, too, dude. No one wants to watch porn with condoms. No, I know. I don't want to watch porn with condoms. It's stupid. Exactly. So you should be happy that loud impact. So, so yeah. Fuck uh, them so, bitches. You're not in the porno. We were supposed to do a porno. Whatever happened to it? Where the hell's Brandon at? Get him on the phone. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, I, I, listen, guy. Uh, Chip Counter wanted to know about Colorado. Uh, Hillary actually did well there. Yeah. That was, she she won in Colorado pretty handily. Then? Where where did that end up? Because that's that's a pretty big uh, deal for you guys, isn't it? Well, no, they've had pot legalized there for uh, like two years yeah. now. But but she won she won Colorado tonight. Hillary pot's going to be oh, legal oh, everywhere shit. very soon. Well, the, the funny thing, around. the funny thing was, Colorado is one of the battleground states, and that's one of the few places where Hillary performed as expected. But everywhere else, pretty much, she underperformed. That was in uh, was a battleground state. Colorado. Why, and, why do you think that is? Colorado, uh, Nevada, and Nevada too. Colorado, Nevada. She did well. Everywhere else, uh, because she's a lying chick, bro. I'm telling you, a girl that lies is way worse than a guy that lies. I'm well, let me tell you, you this here. The the, the, the and you get two votes. Life. Listen, if you listen, most of these people that vote are the husbands and wives. So they go to vote, and you're getting two votes now because you're not going to vote against your husband. I mean, there's no way this chick was going to win. Listen, my grandma and everybody. My, my mom's so pissed. Call Immaculate and drop right now. Give you the fucking number over there. I don't even care. She's so jagged off. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I'll accept that. I'll accept that because you know what? If you listen to enough stuff, you'll probably end up believing it. But my question to you is why do you feel like the, the mainstream media is feeding her that stuff? What, who is feeding the, the media to paint this... Uh, Disillusion. I'll tell you in Pennsylvania, she ran a ton of negative ads against this guy. I didn't see any negative ads hardly against her, man, at all. I'm not even kidding that's, you, but she ran so many ads. But I think people were like, she's a liar. I mean, I, that's what I that's, believe. I really do believe Well, that. yeah, that's what people thought, yeah. But you know where she really didn't go that's, over well was, it, was, it, was Ohio. She played dirty and she got fucking yeah, hit in, with in, Ohio, in Ohio and in Michigan and in Wisconsin, uh, people, because of the manufacturing jobs that have been lost in those states, people were very uh, frustrated there, and, and they didn't go... They didn't vote Democrat like they have in previous like years. Like they usually do. It's the yeah. same in Pennsylvania. Isn't, isn't Pennsylvania always Democrat? Yes, yes. So that's another, that's exactly. another place. Exactly, yeah. and it didn't happen. I knew it wasn't happening here. I told you I was passing out beers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't yeah, really, but yeah, I, I, knew, I knew for a fact she was not winning in Western PA because I told you, Rose listens to KDKA. It's a radio station. I think it's like one of the first radio stations ever, man. I mean, I, I'm sure you no. know that, Jeff, because you're a radio guy. KDK radio, man. But no, old people were calling in left and right. It's usually Democratic, and they were all saying they were voting for Trump. I said, dude, this is fucking worth the bet. So, so Chip Counter, what were you saying? Well, I would look on the news here in Canada, and I I get the same stations you guys have, NBC, Fox, CNN, and I'd see the same things every day, recycled hash news. But then yeah. I would log online, and I would talk to the real people that are out there at the rallies. I'd watch the rallies myself, and I'd see the real movement, the amount of people attending them, the amount of enthusiasm. And to me, it was like a live sample. I'm like, hmm, something doesn't seem right. And that's where I realized, you know what, maybe what I'm, I'm seeing on the news isn't the true narrative of the underlying um, truth. And I stuck to that, and that's when I started posting on your forum draft. What, I, what I, I thought of it like I, I, was like this: like a, like a, like a. If, you, if, if everybody on like a Sunday night football game all says, "I'm taking this team," like the the analyst, 
you got to go opposite. Right or wrong, because usually they're wrong, and they, all the experts are saying there's no way she can lose. Well, you know, it was... And, uh, the bookies even, I mean, the bookies even got turned Oh, I know, I know, they I all got... You, they you, lost money on this, I think. You know, I, I want to I say something here. With Hillary Clinton, I wonder right now, obviously she doesn't feel good right now, but this was something, I think it goes beyond that. This was her lifelong dream. She thought she had it. She, she she thought she had it in the bag. She was probably a little concerned coming in. and probably yeah. thought she's got it. And this was the whole thing she was living for. This was like, this was the Absolutely. moment she was waiting for her whole life. And then in one day, yep. it's up in smoke. It's gone, and it's never going to happen. She's not she's she's not going to be able to ever run again. And that's it. She's it's over. She's done. She'll you know she'll she'll go down in history. She was Secretary of State, but she will never be the first female she president. Was horrible at it, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but the point is here. Listen, if you can't beat a black guy and you can't beat a reality TV show host, you shouldn't run. <laughs> I mean, right or wrong? Yeah, no, she was. She was it. the you biggest. She run. was the biggest choke choke artist in politics. She was the biggest choke artist in politics. But this is this has got to be devastating. I don't feel bad for her, given everything she did. She she beat herself, and this is her own fault you're, for being so shady. I agree with that. I have a question about that, Ruff. Yeah, you're a guy that grew up with technology. Do you think that? Her and her campaign maybe underestimated the power of the internet and the yep. the widespread capabilities of being able to look back and, and dig up dirt. I don't think they realize how much um, the, just the well the sheer close I, I, of, of the unknown. And another thing, and she paid a ton of money. I I guarantee you, look up at this. She paid way more money for ads and stuff. Oh, than she, she did. did. She did. But, that's but, not how you win this shit but, no more. You got to win it on the internet. That, like, that, that, that is true. It is true. It is true that TV ads are now much less effective than they used to be. But but uh, as far as uh, uh, underestimating the internet, <laughs> yeah, he would have. He would have been good. He could have made some good real. ads. But, I mean, I'm well, being serious. What, what, what I th- what really happened here though was uh, it wasn't just that she also neglected Wisconsin and Michigan. She she thought she just had them. And she didn't go. She didn't campaign in Wisconsin once. How do you not campaign once in a place that's that ends up being uh, a state that beats you that you thought you had in the bag? The only place you can ignore completely is somewhere that you're so far ahead by like twenty points that there's no way you can lose. If you're up by well, seven one, points, I think the one reason she didn't campaign. This, I even put this on your site a long time ago. I said. M uh, M's irrelevant now, man. Because he made that bullshit against Trump, man. He is against Trump, and he couldn't even hold his own state down. I mean, they voted for Trump. Right or Not wrong, they that, did. Mi- Michigan is a state that Trump is calling out to, like, hey, I'm 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 here for yeah, you I'm, guys. The, right, guys exactly. Work, yeah, they, they, that's by Canada too. Detroit's by Canada, man. Michigan's by Canada. But she she really right she, she really uh, neglected these two states, which ended up killing her, and then Pennsylvania too. The Pennsylvania she concentrated a little on, but but she neglected. Michigan well, and especially well, because you have Pennsylvania wrapped up because all the fucking spooks in Philadelphia. I mean, like they just she, vote she really for Obama. Uh, like, no, I, I knew she was not winning in Western PA, man. I'm telling you, I knew that. I'm not even kidding you. And that's what after that and then Sonatan and see money bullshit. I said, man, fuck it, this is worth a bet, and I did it, and I won. Okay, well. So yeah. Hey, your site made me money tonight, bastard. I, hey, anytime I chime in on a betting thing, drop know it. I always win, even against you, against Dodgers Pirates, man. I mean, come on. I mean, and then the Mets Dodgers last year. I don't lose bets, man, on the site. And I and I might be the scammer, but I always. Weed out the scammers, bro. Don't you ever forget it. I love the bad guy. If I ever go Peter down D- south, I Peter D.C., I was t- these motherfuckers thought he was buying an island. 
in Costa Rica. I, I said, this guy's guy. the biggest scammer walking. Okay, well, let's, you know, yeah. Oh, well, yeah okay, look. Give me some credit, bro. Yeah, I, I gave you credit. And you know, look, bad, bad guy's a, he's a popular he's a popular figure here on uh, on Poker Alert. I love this site, and I love you, man. Listen, the last election, I got fucking tuned out, man. I was listening to your wife on the answer oh, machine, your should, girlfriend. She sounds hot, man. She has a she should be a sex call operator, or whatever, <laughs> like one of them phone sex people, man. Because I don't jack off to it. I'll, I'll let her. I'll let her know that. You guys. I'll, I'll listen, let her know that. I thank you. Listen, in Chip Counter, it's nice hearing you, bro. It really is, oh, man. You take you, man. care of yourself, and, man. And drop. Thank you for taking my call, okay. man. Th- thank, thank you, bad guy. I might call back in the end before you play Archie Bunker. You never okay. know. God, okay. I'm gonna say that last shit you say. Shalom okay. or whatever the fuck okay. it is. <laughs> All right, hey, hey. Republicans won. Cheer the fuck up. Okay, Th- thank you, bad guy. Take care, brother. You guys should all be united. It was a, a majestic day for the United States, the last remaining Western Republic. Yeah, well, so and a shout out also to Sauna Team because motherfucker, I know I he's got some brains in him. I don't know what he is. No, I think he's got a, a trollish internet persona. But uh, I mean, he was on the wrong side the whole time, and then of course he got one step ahead. That greasy uh, vampire faggot. New York City. New York City is always going to be them. So, God yeah, bless yeah, that guy for sure. <laughs> but uh, wow, what what a turn of events! No one saw this coming. Not not in this fashion, I would say. No, no. I a, when, when I when I saw that uh, he, he was starting to come up in uh, in Florida and in North Carolina, and I and I and at the mm-hmm. time he was leading New Hampshire. So I, I thought, okay, he's going to win those, and, and maybe win those, you know, that extra district in uh, in Maine, and and then at least like pull into a tie. And I was thinking, I was thinking, wow, he may win. And then then I saw what was going on with Michigan and Wisconsin, and I said, what? And then I saw Pennsylvania, and I was like, what? And then uh, Minnesota, yeah, he even had a chance good. at some point. But I think he's going to lose Minnesota, but he was he even had, had a shot there. Let's see, that's Minnesota, that deep seating. Feeling your stomach went. I don't know how the coverage was in in the states, but here in Canada, um, we were watching the Florida polls come in, and Broward County, which obviously is heavily Democratic, we didn't see any. It was it was reported as a zero percent turnout. Meanwhile, it was like ninety two percent votes counted overall, but Broward County was at zero. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, holy fuck, like, what happens if you know? heavily democratic uh county just shoves in you know a couple hundred thousand votes it might flip so here in canada i'm thinking like this might be it you know this this could be the election but it just kind of just disappeared and uh after that everything just kind of closes together and um the narrative just kind of flips it was uh not what i expected at all and it, it did kind of turn out that florida was the the key swing state like everyone was saying from the start. Yeah, well, it was known. Vote. It was known that that uh, for sure that he had to win Florida to win the whole thing. Uh, the funny thing, though, is I think he did well enough here to where I think he may have been able to. Given everything else he won, I believe he would have still won if he lost Florida. <laughs> That's crazy oh, enough. You think so? Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. He would. He would have. He actually would have won without Florida. Believe it or not. Which is. Wow. It is just, so what do you think it is? Is it the. Um, just the average um, evaporated middle class or uneducated white. It was a lot. Male. It was a lot of things, it, and it was a lot of a backlash against uh, 
Hillary, a backlash against the Democrats, a backlash against political correctness, uh, frustration okay. frustration in the areas with a lot of uh, manufacturing, blue-collar type jobs that have been disappearing, and uh, a backlash against establishment politics. It was a lot of factors together, and I think the Democratic mm-hmm. Party didn't do they didn't do themselves any favor by uh, by refusing to own up to what Hillary Clinton was. They, they were trying to make everyone else feel stupid for questioning her. And I think that was angering people. Very good point. Very valid point. They, they were, I was thinking to myself, I think I made a point too, where it's like, you know what? I kind of want Hillary to win because if she gets in there, she's going to have so much heat on her shoulders. Yeah, yeah she, she would. <laughs> That's what I was thinking was going to happen. I thought we'd have four years of just like constant scandals with Hillary and like, mm-hmm. like new scandals, not just the old stuff following her. And yes. I, I but I, I, I had arguments with people. I just kept saying, look, I understand why you want to vote for Hillary over Trump. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with your criticisms of Trump. The, a lot of them are valid. But please just admit Hillary's flaws. And then they'd go off, no, no, no. And they, you know, they'd right-wing conspiracy. Nothing's been proven. Go, oh, my God. These people are delusional. They, they, they don't want to admit it and in fact they were, they were trying to make me feel foolish for questioning it and they're trying to and I, I also said that no matter what criticisms there are of Trump that that doesn't change Hillary that doesn't make her a better person if Trump is bad they, they can both be bad so if Trump is bad if Trump has made a lot of mistakes and done a lot of dumb even a, a lot of shady things that doesn't make Hillary more honest just because someone else okay. is, is dishonest doesn't make you honest. They're two separate things. And yeah. and so it yeah. bothered me. I, it wasn't the criticism of Trump that bothered me. That I understood. It wasn't that some people said, I, I, I don't like either one, but, uh, but I think Hillary's better for the country. Fine, I can respect that. I couldn't respect those who whitewashed Hillary's record, whitewashed what she did, made excuses, and made anyone else who questioned it feel like morons and feel like uh, a conspiracy... Uh, wackos, because that wasn't true. So I that that bothered me, and that's you know I'll I'll tell you if bad guy kept saying I'm in a bad mood. I'm not in a bad mood, and I I don't think I come off that way here. What I think here though, if, if there's one thing that makes me happy, maybe it shouldn't, but all these social justice warriors, all these people who were deniers of the truth about Hillary. Who so arrogantly did so? All the people who thought it was just fine that the media was so much on Hillary's side, that the entertainment industry was so much on Hillary's side, to p- putting out so many forms of blatant free propaganda on her behalf and saying that's totally fine. That all Which these people, all, all these people, are going to be triggered now for the next four years. They're going to be so oh. bitter and so frustrated, and they deserve it. And that, that I have to say, I'm going to laugh at that. Even if Trump sucks, and even if he screws up, as long as it's not catastrophic, which I don't think it will be, but even if he's not a very good president, I'm still going to laugh at these people because they deserve it after after the way they behaved during this election. It was so frustrating because I, I, I can speak on this from a somewhat unique perspective because I wasn't one of these people who was waving the flag for Trump and and uh I, I wasn't coming you at this really though I can tell I can just tell I, I but I wasn't you don't have to admit it no, no 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 I wasn't waving his flag the point I was I was criticizing Hillary a lot but I was I was telling everyone that I understand the criticism for Trump and I was like I I was I I was just trying to get these people to 
look at it from you a realistic really standpoint. Stuck in the middle, eh? I guess. I, no, so I, really so, but I, so I got to see this, and that's why it was so. From, from this standpoint, trying to look at it from more neutral because I, I didn't like Trump either, and I was like, wow, I'm, mm. I'm seeing a lot of things here from the left that is, is really bothering me for the, these behaviors on the left. I even saw an article on CNN, this guy, uh, Dean Obadala or something is his name. He wrote a, a, an editorial that was unbelievable where he, he said that the Saturday Night Live skits of the debates that were very, very biased for Hillary, like very, very biased. He admitted that those skits were likely to affect the election and help Hillary, but that it was a good yes. thing. Yes. He, but he said it was a good thing. I said, wait a minute. The, his argument was that Trump is so bad that it's the responsibility of the entertainment industry and of the media to help mm-hmm. defeat him. And I said, no, it's not. It's, can, I, can I say one thing? Yeah. Just, just to interject. That's actually, I remember your, your irritants, or I, I was going to say outrage, but it wasn't outrage, but your irritants at the media and SNL taking a bias against Trump. And I'm thinking, like, why would he take such a stance when we have all this damning evidence from WikiLeaks? And I realize, you know what, the average person isn't going to see the WikiLeaks, but they're going to look at uh, uh, mainstream TV and see the SNL. Right, and right. That, that would... come with... So it actually is more effective to, you know, even though it's not as damning... Uh-oh, it's... what's this? Want to take a long cut? I'm sorry, but I don't know what's coming on here. It's a long cut. You understand what I'm... Hang on. CNN decided. <laughs> I had CNN. I, I had CNN muted so so I could watch when Hillary may, may speak, and then, and then that just started playing. I don't know how that happened. But that's the thing is, like, you can have the most damning evidence, but you know, the the casual person doesn't give a fuck, or they won't find out about it. But yeah. Then you put on the, right, and and, and especially especially here that, yeah, I I didn't like how they were basically giving free campaigning. Free, uh, free media yes, time, absolutely. free propaganda to Hillary, and I didn't. I especially, I couldn't believe the attitude of, yeah, we had like from this Dean Obidala guy. He says, yeah, I, I admit this is bias. I admit this is going to help Hillary, but it's good. It should mm-hmm. help her because it's our responsibility to make sure Trump doesn't win. I said, no, it's not. It's not the media's responsibility to pick a yeah. presidential candidate. It's not up to, to the media to say, or the entertainment industry to say, you know what, we have a voice that's very influential. We're going to pick a candidate we like, and we're going to use our influential voice to, uh, under the guise of just being neutral, under the guise of comedy, to push the candidate we want through because we've decided that's who should win for the good of the country. It's not up to them. It should be up. There should be transparency with these things. Which is also a nationally syndicated show that's been around for what? Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's very influential. But even things that that they weren't as influential, I just it wasn't their role to do this. This this wasn't their role. And and if there's going to be their role, they should be honest about it and say yes, we we prefer Hillary. We're very biased. We uh, we we've, we've always been you know we're we've always been Democrats here. We would support the leftist mm-hmm. candidate no matter what. We especially hate Trump. Like, yeah. but they're, they're not. They 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 put this out like a skit that's pretending to be making fun of both candidates, but isn't. In reality, it, it, it's they, being yes. very, very light on Hillary and very, very tough on Trump. Where you watch it, if you're a Trump supporter, you feel like a fool. You're like, "Why am I voting for this buffoon?" Uh, yeah. Look, look at the one who looks so much better. In the, and so, you, you feel like a fool watching yeah, it. They and say if, it's nonpartisan, but if you look at, you know, objectively, 
the the amount of, of slander against Trump is not even close to the amount that they put on Hillary. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, they, they they were very careful not to insult her with anything too damaging. They were very very careful yeah. just to the, the the things they insulted were that she that she came a, a little awkward, that she seemed like too rehearsed. But that, that's not terrible stuff. That's just kind of like little personality quirks. Who cares? But Trump, they came at him with everything. So like, I, it bothered me to watch these things because I, I knew for the average undecided voter can watch this and think, wow, if I vote for Trump, I'm going to be the type of fool that they're kind of making fun of here. So, like, I don't want to be this fool. I'm going to vote for Hillary, the, the smart choice. I, I don't like the media taking that role. It's, it's not their business to do, and especially it's not their business to do when they're pretending that – that this is uh, that, that they're not doing this from a biased standpoint, and that that's what bothered me to see that so much. And 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 I, there, I agreed with Trump with, with with his claims that the media was was trying to rig it against him because in a way they were. A caller, you're on the air. Hey, this is uh, Brett from Sacramento. Yeah, hey Brett. Hey, I was trying to catch up with the show. You're going down the propositions for California. I guess you're not. But you didn't return back to that topic. Oh yeah, yeah. So let me let me finish that here. The, the propositions. Uh, um, I just want to chime on, on 63 is all I want. I yeah, I, right. I know, I know you. 63, uh, unfortunately, is going to pass. That, I love that. That's good. Good shit. Proposition is going to pass. I want to touch on it, Todd, because I'm going to tie it in kind of with you, and it's going to be something uh, – take a mental note, and then watch what's going to happen is um, me personally, I bought the website. I own statelineammo.com, and I have the business name of that with the anticipation that I might go out and sell ammo at the state line. Just take a mental note and give me some feedback. Think about, we're not going to comply with this. The the gun owners of California will be driving, Reno's two hours from me. We're all going to be driving out of state to buy ammo and bring it back in. I know there's provisions saying you can't do that, but you can say... You could say you had ammo in your car before you went to competition. You're coming back with the same amount. There's, there's so. Well, many I know what's, gonna, I know what's going to catch it. How are they going to find you even have it? Yeah, I mean, they're not. They're, I mean, they're not. I'm at the state at the inspection spot here and up here in Tahoe. I have fruit in my car, and they still wave me off. Yeah, they wave the everybody right through. Those inspection stations are a joke. And yeah, and, and it's ammo Gestapo's, and you catch me with ammo in my car. Yeah, Come on. the Prop sixty three. What he's talking about. This is a, a proposition that it is going to pass. It requires uh, background checks for purchasing ammunition and pre- prohibits uh, possession of, of large capacity magazines. But it also has stupid terms in it, like that that uh, uh, felons have to. Uh, Turn in their their guns, or or, or or I like this one that if you've been convicted of stealing guns in the past, stealing guns or ammo, you're not allowed to own guns or ammo. So I laughed at this because all are state by state. We have a completely different. But what's so what's so funny about that one? What's so funny about that one is if you've stolen guns or ammo before. Why would you ever follow the law that you're not allowed to have it? Like, you're already stealing yeah. it anyway. So, obviously, you, you're not going to care about logic. the law. And if you need an example, less than a year old, the San Bernardino incident, they came in with the uh, the rifles out of state, Arizona, high-capacity magazines of rifles that weren't modified. If you think they did it easily for Arizona, do you really? there's no get-around. And the governor blamed the back doors of Nevada and Arizona. Hello, they're still there. Yeah, you need yeah, that guy on for this. He'd be all over that shit. He'd be well, he'd be fucking sipping back his sodas with that, you know, 
Meg twenty three yeah. just pop yeah. pop pop pop. The the, pro- the problem with this is see the propositions people they don't look into too carefully they just read something and if the description sounds like oh this is good like uh, you know let's let's prevent just like uh, voting. let's prevent yeah, just like voting. T- let's prevent terrorists and, and hardened criminals from yeah. getting ammo okay yes like that, that's what happens here let's throw on the co-host of this show Brandon Drexel Gerson hello oh Brandon wow I haven't spoken to this guy in the flesh I have to ask you though uh Druff, wait hey, hang, hang on hang on let's, let's, let's say let's say hello to Brandon what the hell's going on out here we we have uh we have two callers <laughs> we have chip counter remember chip counter uh, in the the, the pornography the pornography yeah and then we have uh uh we have Brett from Sacramento on, on so we got who Brett from Sacramento he's a, a listener so I, I, I've, I've met him in person before yeah of course you have but uh, I'll let you guys go, but Todd, maybe we could circle around and revisit this in a year from now. But you think about it, people go out Southern California, you go to Vegas for the weekend, you're just going to pick up some ammo and drive yeah, back. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking my call. Okay. Stop. Thank you, Brett. Uh, bye-bye. All right. So, yeah, he raises a good point. Brandon, like, on a, a Trump administration from Canada, I, uh, I'm very, <laughs> very happy that you guys made the right choice. Yeah, well, so so Brandon, what's Brandon? What's going on here? So, uh, have you listened to the show at all? No, I was watching. I mean, come on, really? No, I'm watching CNN. I'm watching MSNBC. Oh, come on, it's we a have historical moment. We we we, we have the best. Shit. We have the best analysis right Absolutely. here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, of the choice of music that they played while he was walking out of his uh, acceptance speech. Oh, I, I actually muted that once he was done with it. They were playing. You can't always get what you want. I was blaring um, fucking Rage Against the Machines the whole time. I was just watching Trump with his like hand mannerisms the whole time. So I wasn't really. Paying that's that's funny. That's funny. That was a troll there to, to Hillary at the end. She, well, she uh, why won't she concede tonight? I know she did it privately to him, but why won't she do a, a concession? <laughs> I think we all knew it was over. She, the, the according to according to CNN, she's gonna. Speak tomorrow morning at ten o'clock Eastern time or ten o'clock Pacific. That's time. That's so like stupid. Like, why, why not do it now? Like, well, her, her little lack generated inside her uh, sarcophagus. You know, she's got to get her meds injected. Yeah, I mean, come on, yeah, uh, Todd. Like, she she's not fit to have the the courage. Yeah, she, pro- she probably she probably she probably is like all disheveled right now. It's like, oh, I can't go out there and do it. I got to sleep this off. Absolutely. Her, her, her campaign no manager gave a statement. Did you did you hear the statement he made? No. Okay, so you've missed a whole lot. He he came out. This was still when uh, those is key this, states uh, had. Are you talking about John Molesta here? Yes, John, John Molesta. Yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, Brandon. What, what, what were you saying? No, as soon as I can talk, I'll, I'll continue. No, go go ahead. Chip counter. Let, let Brandon go on. Is that chip counter? Yes. Oh, I thought that was the other. Guy. No, no, the other guy's gone. Where have you been, Chip Counter? Uh, just here, here and there. Um, but uh, how, what, what year was that? Uh, was it Chip Counter's porn? Whatever. How long ago was that? <laughs> it was like ten years, right? Fuck, Jesus, long time. Ago. I think it was ten years. I got new ones. I just haven't uh, released them yet. <laughs> You're Maybe. still doing it. <laughs> Anyhow, the, the, his, uh, her campaign manager appeared around. I guess it was about 11 p.m. Pacific time, and just said, uh, told the whole entire crowd, "This is at her." What would have been her celebration party, but her you know campaign rally that they were still counting the votes that uh, Miss Clinton was not going to appear tonight, and that she was going to keep on fighting, and this thing wasn't over, and it was really a preposterous statement. And he got the crowd all yes. rallied up, 
and everyone yep. was cheering and yelling. And then about maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, that's when the message spread that she had privately uh, conceded by calling Trump. And it was very, very odd. I, it, it, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, it's 2 in the morning, but, I mean, this is the night of your life. You know, the, the right and thing just, to do would, would, would be to, you know, stay awake and, and, you know, with anyhow. So she's prolonging this to tomorrow. Maybe you're right. Maybe she just had to get her composure she didn't, and she couldn't though, speak. And to expend on that, like, if you were um, a, a, a fan on one campaign, you would expect to hear from your leader to say, all right, you know what? It's been great to have your, your support, guys. I appreciate everything you've done, your donations, rallying around me. This is the person I'm going to give him because he do she didn't do any of that she doesn't have the gall she doesn't have the courage the um audacity because she she's a fucking fake and it's just another just shows her true nature and color well, here, I, I, have, I have an update here <laughs> donald trump is uh, perhaps going to win new hampshire after all he is currently down with a 93% reporting, so there's still 7% left, he is down 127 votes out of, wow. uh, out of looks like uh, 700,000 or so cast. He's down 121 oh. votes. He's down 325,288 to 325,161. Unbelievable. I'll, and, I'll take the over on that one on the, the Dandruff site. Now, hey, you... you do you live in California or yeah, I'm in, Cal- I'm in California or, now, and or, Brandon's in Nevada. Okay, because Nevada, that was a pretty dicey state too. I heard there was a lawsuit that the uh, the yeah, she, there. well, she's she's like, she's going to win there. She she's uh she's up twenty six thousand in in Nevada with ninety eight percent reporting, so that's not going to come back. Uh, she the early voting went way in her favor. And at that point, everyone was was like, "Wow, if she's killing so badly in the early voting, like this is very bad for Donald Trump overall, not just in Nevada." Also, he really need, it looked like he needed Nevada back then. So I think that's what fucked everyone over, though. Like that's what actually made a lot of people a lot of money. Is every poll said, you know, she's up three points, she's up five points, she's up seven points. You know, you had Sonatine on your forums, just you know, seven hundred minus, you know. <laughs> I'm looking at that. I'm laughing to myself. Mike, there's no way it's, he may he may win. Look at the, he was down half a percentage in Minnesota. I'm looking at that, um, but I don't think he's going to make it up. It, 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 he probably won't win it. But what's even more amazing? Do you know the last time a Republican won Minnesota? Uh, I oh you know you know what yeah, Reagan didn't even win that. 1972. <laughs> yeah, I was, I mean, was going to say that was, that was the one. Yeah, that's right. That was the one thing that Reagan couldn't win that's, besides DC. Also, Dan who, who's, birthday, right? Who's, who was the last? Who was the last Republican to win Pennsylvania? Uh that was Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. I I don't know what to say. I mean, this is just. This really is. A historical moment what we witnessed tonight. Yeah, he's not going to quite mean, get there in Minnesota because it's ninety nine. You guys should be so excited. I don't know how you guys are more excited or fucking drunk or. I'm just, I'm gonna more like amuse this whole thing and and I think that all of the, the Hillary supporters that were in denial all this time, uh, I, I like seeing them tilting over this and I I feel she deserves this after everything she's done, uh, that well, felt she was getting away with. But but yeah, she's. I know. It's a thirty-one. I, I it's a twenty-nine thousand. It's a twenty-nine thousand vote gap in Minnesota with with one percent left. 
to report, so there's no way he's going to catch. It's, he got close, but he, he's not, he's not yeah, going to quite catch. You can say no one's too. even been competitive like this no, since, since 1972. That's fucking nuts. No, it's nuts that he was... He, give you a, a taste of what you might have uh, been in for, because we have Justin Trudeau, the ultimate cuck. Uh, I sent a PM to Druff. On Halloween, we, we were banned at our local university to wear... Donald Trump Halloween masks. It was triggering. <laughs> oh yeah, what goes on in these? Well, no, I saw I saw in Ontario also that whole thing with that professor where they they, they were going to be passing laws that you weren't allowed to use the pronouns you wanted to to define people. So yeah. you, you can't say her and him. You have to use like Z and Zay for people who are uh, who who were like gender neutral. It's crazy. Like you actually were not allowed by law to to speak the way you want. And there was one professor rebelling against that, and all these people are demonstrating. They- Fucking one. Now we're issuing driver's licenses that have gender neutral. Yeah, so, so there's like a backlash to all this stuff, though. Like this, people just like it's they say ridiculous. enough is enough. We can't we can't take this crap anymore. This is what's happening. So yeah, that, that, it is it is amazing how many states that Donald Trump got either won or came very close in that that he was supposed to just get clobbered and and that Republicans have been getting clobbered for some time. Even the ones that won, like like George W. Bush. He didn't come close in these states. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, would you guys consider this like a Brexit type uh, result, or yes, what do you guys it, know? It, it is like it. And someone posted on on the forum today before all this happened in the morning. Someone posted that the odds of Trump winning in the morning were the same as the odds of the Brexit winning on that morning, <laughs> and they said that's kind of eerie. And sure enough, it came all true. Right. And they were both well, like that's long good. odds. I'm very proud of you guys, and you should also give some props to your OG tied there for the original. Yeah, where is thread. where is he tonight? Where is where is uh, Marty tonight? How could he not be here for this? Probably probably rocking back and forth on the Baltic Sea. Oh, yeah, that's probably what's going. On. He's pro- that's right. He's probably working. To- that's probably what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> because I was I, I was sure he'd want to be here for this moment. Yeah. Well, it was great uh, having me on, Todd. Yeah. Thank and, you. Thank uh, you for I, being I, here, Paul Chip Downer. My phone's dying. And good to hear from you too, Brandon. Absolutely, and buddy. Until next time. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you both. Right. Bye, Chip Counter. Good to hear from you. That was Chip Counter giving us the Canadian perspective. So, Brandon, good to have you here. What's so? What's your reaction to all this? I mean, I I, I have been in front of a TV. Or actually, I, sh- I shouldn't even say that. This is the worst way to sweat an election. I, I just moved, as you know, and I don't have uh, Direct TV set up yet. Fortunately, I do have internet, so I've had about three different iPads and a laptop going um, just to, you know, watch. I've been on CNN and MSNBC since about three this afternoon, and I don't, I don't know how much you followed it, but from about three to five, it looked like Clinton was going to crush. It just did. It didn't look like. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I saw two that. hours or so when, when every, you know, when reports were coming in. And they, they showed, you know, the Clinton campaign. Everyone was you know, very euphoric and they were, you know, very cheerful and happy and just seemed like she was going to roll. Then around, I don't know, 7 o'clock or so Pacific time, everything just seemed to start to turn. And, you know, I, I, you know, I guess the exact moment was right around when it seemed that Trump was going to win Florida. That's when the momentum just started, I, I believe, to carry forward and then after that you know ohio fell and um it, i'm just sitting here and i'm just captivated by it i mean i the only other presidential election in my lifetime that i actually paid a lot of attention i mean you know spending basically an entire day 
you know, watching everything was in 2000, you know, because but then that, hey, dragged, on, actually, that dragged on over a month. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I also, at that point I was going to Florida state. So I, I actually lived in Tallahassee and that's where wow. all of this took place. All the arguing and, yeah. you know, the appeals and, you know, the Florida Supreme court. Um, so I, I just, I'm stunned. I, I actually sat here and I had to just kind of repeat to myself, Donald Trump is a president. Yeah, that's what Donald I was doing Trump. too. I couldn't believe it. It, it just, I, how, all these models and all these, you know, pulling companies and you know, the media got this so wrong. It, 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 it's beyond me. But you know, I guess it just makes sense that they're they're You know, one of these pundits that were on basically said this was, you know, the the, the average white American, you know, wanting to take back their country. And then I started thinking about that comment, and, and it, it seems to be accurate. And you know, they they stated that. The only possibility is that there was a lot of <clears throat> people that felt uncomfortable, you know, telling the media, you know, who, who their candidate was or telling polling, you know, or, or even just talking openly about it because everyone just got it so wrong that uh, there, there really is no other explanation. So I guess to sum it up, I'm stunned. I mean, I did not think he was going to win. And even more so, basically, from what I've been reading Trump said he was going to do all these things, and he basically did, which is even more impressive. Yeah, I mean, he kind of stated what his, you know, path was going to be and what he was going to do. And looking at it now, he did exactly what he said. Here's, he here's what's do. crazy: like I, I made a bet on this predicted site uh, for and this. Is the biggest bet I made was for the winner. Didn't matter who won, but that the winner of the election would have between 300 and 319 electoral votes. Now, when I made that bet. I was not thinking of Trump. I thought if Trump wins, he's going to win like 270-something. It's not going to be – there's no way it's over 300 for him. So there was basically a bet on Hillary with a small bonus. If some fluke happens and Trump wins more than 300, then I win it. Well, sure enough, that's how I'm going to win it is Trump winning more than 300, which is totally not what I had in mind when I made the bet. And it, it happened to fall that way. I, I, it's so shocking how he didn't just win, but if even if he did not win Florida, which I know was kind of – representative of the way the whole country was going to go. But let's just say he lost Florida. He still would have won the election, which is crazy. Can you imagine the thought that Trump would have still won if he lost Florida? I mean, every model and every prediction they had said he had to win Florida. Yeah. I and mean, that, that, that was a given that there's no way he wins without Florida. And he got Florida. But the, uh, Now, it's funny you mentioned when Florida started to turn because th- this was what happened with me. Uh, I, I, went, I voted about 10 a.m., I took a nap. I was I was up uh, all night pretty much. I took a nap for about five <laughs> hours. I woke up at around three, or a little after three actually. I, I was looking at some things. Then around five, I had a bunch of stuff to do. But at five, I was noticing that it was kind of looking the worst. I'm talking about Pacific time. It looked around the worst for Trump in yeah. Florida. It looked like it, it was it was uh, I could have gotten it was like plus eight hundred, like a you know eight to one uh, dog there. If I wanted, and LOL by the way to all these sites that paid off Clinton bets already. Yeah, <laughs> so 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 he was uh, so he was like an eight to one dog in Florida, in North Carolina where I'd already placed some bets on him. I hadn't placed any in Florida yet, but I placed some the other day uh, on uh, at like uh, a little bit better than even money for him to win North Carolina, and that was going downhill. I was almost going to buy out, but decided not to. But then I saw like like he w- it was getting so low there it was going to get like seven to one. So I I had a thought. I was like, you know what? I looked at the counties that had come in, and I said, I could tell in Florida that even though he's way behind there, the, the counties that are coming in are, are Democratic counties, so 
I think there's a decent chance he can come back to this. I, I still think he's screwed, but like eight to one is very tempting. And then North Carolina, same thing, like seven to one, very tempting. I, I, I knew less about North Carolina and their counties, but I thought it might be the same situation. And I almost like just put like you know five hundred to a thousand on each of them and just said, okay, you know, if I lose it, whatever. But I, I couldn't make myself do it. I felt like I was just throwing away money. I just felt like. So I'm who gonna... did you who did you vote for today, or did you did you not vote for I, a presidential candidate? I, I voted actually for for Evan McMullen, just oh, just okay. just as like uh just to put something down. But but anyway, the, I I I was very close to to placing at least some money on that on those big dogs for those two states. And I said, "Nah, screw it." So I left. I let my North Carolina ride. I could have bought out, but I just let it ride. Florida. And my friend, Ru- my friend Rubio crushed too today. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And then he emails me every day. Yeah, I see that. And then, oh, and then, so I, I got a little bit on Florida when I saw it starting to move. And this was my mistake. Okay, I, I kind of understand more why I didn't place a bet when they were getting crushed. But I saw Florida starting to move, and I had checked, and at around five something, it was like Trump. Forty-eight point one percent, Hillary forty-eight point nine percent. So he closed the gap to less than one percent. So I should have just hammered it then. I could have gotten like three to one, like, plus, like around like plus three hundred. Instead, I just put like two hundred. I put like like no, less than two hundred. I put like you know seventy bucks there to win two hundred, and that's all I put on it. I could have I could have done more, but that's just all I put. And 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 then uh, then I, I thought better of it. Like a few minutes later, I'm like, oh, I better look now. A few minutes later, already like the odds went way down for me, so I said, "Ah, screw it," and then he easily went Florida. So, I I had the thoughts to hammer those and didn't. So I yeah, but you know what? That's like you know hindsight, fifty fifty, all that. I mean, if, you, if everyone knew, then we'd all be millionaires. No, we'd I know, I know, know. but uh, you know. I, I was so close to doing it. That's what's irritating. And uh, well, now I, I still seems want- like you know what? It seems like you're gambling career. You know, I'm talking about like sports and bets like that. Seems like you've lost a lot of money over or at least the last year or two that I've followed by not acting on your first instinct. I know. It's I, a, I, you I, always I, seem to say, I almost did this. I almost did that. I should have done this. I was about to. I, I didn't. And it seems like all those things usually hit. I rarely hear you say, I'm glad I didn't do it. I was about to, but it would have lost. Yeah, I mean, there's like, some of those, but yeah, you know, I got lucky. Like more I, on the other side. I, I actually got lucky the other day with something. This is so unlike me, too. I I, I miss I misclicked something and bet the wrong way on something that I was totally sure was gonna you know like a a prop that I I thought was a very good prop. I misclicked. Well, what it. was it? It, it was it was a, on a, an NBA prop on a, on a Charlotte game of uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and it was a, about a points plus rebound prop. And I bet over I bet under instead of over. I, it doesn't give you the option to confirm it. I did, but I just like I just. Click oh, through, okay. I, and so I'm like, "Oh, damn it!" And then it got off to a horrible start for me, where it was just about, it, it was like a 16, it was under 16 and a half points plus rebounds, and he had 13 points and one rebound before the first quarter's over. I'm like, "Okay, it's dead. Like, there's no way it wins." Would you believe it won? Wow. <laughs> I mean, what was the chance it could have won at that point? Like, like it's not even done with the first quarter. He's got 13 points, one rebound. I've got to stay under 16 and a half for both combined. Yeah. Like, what's the chance that wins? He didn't get another point or another rebound the whole game. And he didn't get hurt? No, but they, they, I was helped because they sat him like starting the mid-third quarter because they were blowing him out. That's, that's what did it for me. I mean, so. You're probably like 
two to three percent to win at that point. I thought even worse than that. It was like, I mean, well, it, I mean, yeah, just, well, that's probably including injuries, including injury, right? If he, if he doesn't get injured, it's, it's worse than that. Like, yeah, I, probably. I, I really thought my only path to winning that one was injury. I didn't even think of like, because I thought like he won't even, this meant won't well, even sorry, make what it. Was the, what was the line again? It was 16 and a half points plus rebounds. There was already 14 worth in the middle of the first. Did he, did he take any shots after that, that he missed that would have lost it or pushed it for you? No, I wasn't watching the whole thing live, but he, he just wasn't taking many shots. He wasn't getting boards, and then they started sitting in because they were blowing him out. All right. Hmm. Wow. So there's, there's so a yeah, right when I Yeah, go on. Right when I text you tonight and I said, are you watching this? That's when things started really looking like, holy shit. That's when it first hit me that you know there's a real realistic chance that this guy can win. Yeah. I know we were texting back and forth. Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, the moment I thought he really could win was when I saw that he was ahead in Florida, North Carolina, and New Hampshire. I go, wow! I I, I think he might do it. I thought I, I think he might win now. I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Wow. So now the question becomes, what happens now? I mean, he's made some pretty. I don't know if the right adjective is lofty or even to some degree, maybe even ridiculous promises uh, in terms of what he would do if he's elected. Now, does he become more presidential? Does this whole attitude change? Now, this is a man, I don't know if this is true or not. This is a man that uh, reportedly, this was, you know, in mainstream media, a couple days ago, his campaign manager changed his password. I'm not making this up, on Twitter. Yeah, I heard about that, not, yes. They did not believe that he could not have any implosions. So I guess he runs his own Twitter, which is really strange. You would think that he had someone that, that does it, but you know, reading some of his tweets, it's you know pretty obvious he does it. And I guess their concern was there's been some times that he will literally start tweeting at hecklers or people that are disparaging him at two, three, four in the morning when he can't sleep. So to eliminate something embarrassing potentially happening right before the election, his campaign manager changed the password on his Twitter. Uh, so, he, so he couldn't access it. I mean, that, that's kind of you know funny when you think about it but well he did, anyhow, he did a good so job the with the question is with, what do you think happens now well so, okay, so so he got off to a good start with with the speech he made i heard it. it it was it was a very calm and gracious speech and it was a different tone than you've heard during the campaign now it's easy to do that for one speech uh and now can he do this uh during his presidency can he tone it down can he try to take the whole job seriously can he try to Learn everything he doesn't know yet that he's going to have to know for while being president. Did you hear how graciously he uh, treated Clinton in his acceptance speech, saying that she should be congratulated for running such a great campaign and all her years of service? I, I missed um, that. I must have missed that part. I turned that was, it that, in was in, that was within the opening minute. Or okay, two. I, I turned it on a little after that. I mean, look, he said he was going to prosecute her if he became president. Yeah. he's going to try <laughs> to put her in jail. Yeah, I mean, what 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 do you think is going to happen? I mean, a lot of these cra- things that I guess at least the media or general public interpret as being crazy, or at least at the, not presidential. Do you think he'll carry these or act on these things? Or? It's it's hard to tell. Uh, it's hard to tell what he's going to want to do now. If he's going to try to say, "Okay, I've won it now. I've got to act serious. I've got to I've got to try to get along with people and get things done," and or or if he's just going to say, "You know, I'm just I don't give a shit. I've got this. I've got this for four years now. I'm just going to act how I want." I it's hard to tell. It's a good sign that the first it, the first speech he makes afterwards yeah. was, was a gracious speech. He, you know, at that point he's won it; they can't take it back from him. But uh, we'll have to see. He's got. Hey, also, you know, there, there hasn't been much attention 
that he is now going to be the oldest president inaugurated. Yes, yes, there hasn't been much at all because because both of them were old. He's a little older than she is, yeah. but both of them were he's old. Older, so that, he's older than Reagan was. His yeah, first term. both of them were old, so that what would have normally been a big deal in this race wasn't because they were both around the same age. But yes, yeah. it's a, and that's I, I've thought about. You know, he's he's overweight. He he wouldn't. He didn't really want to release Dude, health Trump records. Is overweight? Yeah, he's a little bit overweight. He's a couple. He's not any. He's not huge, but he's not. He's not like Chris. I mean, I, I'm saying like okay. In, in in comparison, Clinton at his peak was you know you could even say maybe grossly overweight. But he I'm was much younger. Bill. He was much younger. Is the difference? Yeah. Well, I'm just I I don't look at him and I don't just immediately. It doesn't come to mind. Oh my God, this guy can lose some you know lose some weight. I'm saying it's that not, he, he's someone I wouldn't be surprised uh, who. Just like abruptly has a heart attack at that age, it can happen any time after seventy. Mm. It, well, it can, and and you can you can try. You know, you, you of course you'll get the top notch medical care. Being I was just going to say that, but yeah. there's only so much that can do, and he he is taking office being old, and uh, this not only could mm. cause a problem during the presidency, it also when he has when he tries to run for reelection, if if he does, uh, he'll be seventy four. Uh, will that be a big issue along with whatever else happens in the next four years that may uh, may make him uh, – I, I don't even know if – like maybe he'll be exhausted with the job and not even want it after the first well, you know what? This is something I thought about tonight, and I hadn't given it really any thought before. You know, assuming that he does take this oath serious, I mean, you know, he is the most powerful man in the world now. Who is going to run his businesses What's going to happen to the Trump brand? I mean, obviously, he's not going to have the time to devote like he has the last couple of years flying to Europe to open up golf courses and flying all around the U- United States for these you know, product brandings. I mean, who's going to just Pro- – Probably his kids. I mean, well, he's going to have to obviously step down. Yeah. I mean, or, you yeah, know, at he least will. he's not going to have such a hands-on role. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. But yeah, he'll, probably, he'll probably hand it to, uh, to his son and to Ivanka. And uh, here I, I have an update here. In the fine, up, oh, how that happened? Didn't need to double update. Uh, in Oakland, the fine city of Oakland, California, protests are now starting up. Oh, I don't God. have much details yet, but there are protests in Oakland. I was wondering if we're going to get things like this. If I thought so too. If, if we're going to see any civil unrest over this, I thought we'd see kind of just more triggered uh, leftists over this. But there, I could see some protests. I, I, I think it'll be very interesting to see in the coming days the way people act. And also, how are people? How will people react if, if Trump like is very gracious from this point forward and doesn't come forth with any bluster and 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 tries to act nice and tries to act cooperative? Will they still come at him with a lot of anger and hate, or will they have a hard time doing it if he does that? But I don't think that's possible because it's not really who he is. That, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm just being honest. Even in the debates, he couldn't, you know, control himself at times. Lie, lie. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, just to be honest here, I, I listen. I'm going to tell you, and I'm sure you, you probably have the same opinion. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. No, I don't. I was I saying mean, that earlier. I was saying that earlier. Yeah, I, I really, I can't even speculate. I don't know. There's a lot of ways it I can mean, go. There are really a lot of ways it can go. Yeah. And, and uh, but I don't think I don't think it's as bad as as 
people are saying about the, oh, we're going to be in a nuclear war. I, I don't think these things are going to happen. I, the, the, I, there's a lot of people who are exaggerating, number one, the power yeah. the president has by himself. And, and number two, people don't realize that, like you were just saying, it's not as easy as him just walking into an office and setting them off. I mean, there are people, you know, there's checks and balances. And there are. And if he ever did get crazy like that, you know, he'd be impeached. He'd be institutionalized. I mean, whatever it may be, you know, maybe the government assassinates him. I'm just saying, you know, it's not that simple that he, that he personally can start a war yeah. like that. And so, so I think that, and, he, and even a lot of people on the left are saying, "Well, I'm not that, all that worried about domestically. I'm worried about foreign relations." So well, I think even the left you know isn't. Getting, I don't think it can get worse. Yeah, you know, it's and also the truth I mean, is here we, we the the other countries will even if they're shocked right now will get over it provided nothing too extreme happens. They don't have to love everything that he says and does, but uh, in many cases they have to. It's more important to these countries to have to get along with us than for us to get along with them. So, well, he actually addressed that in his. Uh, I mean, what do you even call it? Is that is it an, an is it an acceptance? It speech? was kind of an acceptance speech. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, we're, "We're losing you here." We lost Brandon here. We'll try to get him back. Some Skype issues. I'm looking at my Facebook in the meantime. It's inter- interesting the different points of view I'm seeing here. Uh, this is from a pro-Trump guy who, strangely enough, is someone I know because of that Wally George show I was talking about before. He used to come on there and debate Wally from the left, but uh, he's a lot older now. I guess he's not on the left anymore. This guy wrote, Donald Trump has won the White House, and I couldn't be more relieved. Hillary's one of the most corrupt politicians in the history of politics, and America, thankfully... Uh, hold on, Brandon Colling. I'm trying to put him back out here. Trying to do updates. Let me just... Here we go. Uh, there you are. Yeah, we lost you from Skype. Okay. So he says, America, he says thank, America thankfully avoided her presidency. Time for Trump to repeal Obamacare, NAFTA, and turn around our country. That's, that's a pro-Trump thing on my Facebook. But then this person wrote, uh, this other person wrote, those that voted for Trump, mark my words, uh, this will no longer apply to just, just the Jews, but rather those in poverty, those who are of different skin colors, religions, I'm scared. And then this stupid thing, first first they came for the socialists, I did not speak out because I was not a socialist, blah, 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 you know, that whole speech about uh, then they came for me and there's no one left to speak for me. That was that was a, a quote for, about uh, the Nazis in World War II. I don't, the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. so so I was, I was saying this, it's not that stupid, but it's stupid that the People on the left keep rolling this out because to, to compare Trump to Hitler is just ridiculous. That that's just really stupid. But uh, and these two people I quoted, you guys don't really know. Uh, most of you don't know. Uh, here's someone you guys do know. This is from Mark Newhouse. This is a kind of a neutral, a neutral standpoint. Mark Newhouse wrote, "I really don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be." First of all, Hillary is probably way more likely to lead us into World War III than Trump. But also, this could be a major wake-up call to the DNC. This could possibly lead us to actually having a legit, honest candidate running on a major party ticket in 2020. So it sounds like Mark is a Democrat. As long as Trump doesn't fuck up shit too bad, I think that's a good thing in the long run. And this, like the Supreme Court thing, yeah, that sucks, but what it, what it, is, it is what it is, accepted and move forward. So, so Mark Newhouse is apparently a, a Democrat, but is saying, uh, you know, kind of like, yeah, you know, hopefully Trump will do will do a good job. But Hillary may have 
actually been worse if she had she won and 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 now maybe the democrats will wisen up and and stop uh choosing shady candidates like this. And, you know, that brings up a good point that I want to discuss with you, Brandon. Do you think there's going to be a revolution now within the Democratic Party now that this has occurred? You know what? It it is quite possible. And that that was funny you brought that up. That's something I was going to bring up to you. I'm really curious. Uh, You know, I don't know how much you paid attention like today. Did you? Rubio voted for Bush. Uh, Paul Ryan didn't. Uh, Ryan didn't make his vote public. All the Bushes went on record. Jeb, George, and his father. Did you see what they did today in Texas? Did they actually vote for Hillary, or, or what did they do? No, they all left the the presidential part of their ballot left it blank, blank, blank okay. and then voted Republican across the line. And they made it very clear. You know, the media was there with cameras, and you know, so obviously there's you know going to be a lot of dissension. Um, the only, I guess, no. Republican that's alive that served as president obviously voted for Trump, but there's only one uh, who went on the record that had even run for president. Do you know who that was? That voted that voted for Trump. Who would you guess that may be? That that was running this the cycle. No, no, no. It, it's a it's a former nominee for the Republican nomination, but it's a big name, a former senator for many many years, very uh, respected man, lifelong politician. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He. Uh, he voted for Trump today, um, but it, it, it's it's a very good question. You know what 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 is going to happen yeah. now? The, the Bernie people the are gonna, yeah, they're they're going to come forward now and they're going to say we told you so. We're going to say we we are trying to stop you from <coughs> dominating Hillary. Uh, you, we're trying to stop you from bringing forth a shady candidate that no one's going to want. And and you guys didn't listen. You you went with, uh, with, with what you thought was the establishment candidate, and she lost. And also, they're going to be pissed that it wasn't a fair contest, which it wasn't. They that they, it was rigged against Bernie. He was going to lose anyway. It was such a dumb thing to rig because he was going to lose either way. But but the truth was, she did cheat. She was going to win without the cheating, but she did cheat. So uh, th- there's got to be especially bitterness about that. You know, had she won, there wouldn't be as much bitterness. But the fact that she lost, and they these these Bernie supporters have to think not only did she cheat to beat our candidate, but then she lost the general election, and now we've got Trump here, which is the worst option for us. So, so I, I have to think that... One of, the, uh, one of the anchors or pundits on CNN made this comment, and if you think about it, it's really true. They said that it was basically the perfect storm of an election, that you know Clinton was really the only candidate that Trump could have beat, and Trump really was the only candidate she could have lost. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. I said she could have beat. Yes, I, I said that earlier. A reasonable yeah. candidate on either side would have trounced the yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 I was saying before I was saying that Hillary had run so well to get Trump as an opponent, but uh, she couldn't Can even you imagine her when someone walked in, or if she's just sitting there watching. You know, when they say that. The candidates are in their hotel with their family and their friends, and they're watching the results come in. Are they just watching CNN, or you know, do they have some special, you know, f- satellite feed to something? Or are they just watching? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I would love Can to you have imagine seen, her yeah. fucking smug fucking face when she just sees this because you know damn well she woke up this morning expected to be the president. Yes, by by evening. I mean, you know, what was it? 86% was that what all the models were showing somewhere in that area? Some were actually showing 98 and 99. Now, now, to, now, Nate Silver, this is interesting, the 538 site, which was gotten a lot of criticism. And to be fair, they, they, they totally screwed up the Trump 
nomination. They were one of the last sites to admit he was going to win the nomination. I mean, this is when it became clear to just about everybody else he's going to win the nomination. They were still denying it over in 538. Then this cycle of the election, they were getting a whole lot of things wrong, too. And, and a lot of times they're like last to react to th- th- new things that were happening. It just seemed like they, they were asleep at the switch over there, which is uh, it, like they their claim to fame four years ago was predicting the election perfectly. It looked like the opposite this time. They were blowing it. The one thing they did right, though, is that Nate Silver was the only one giving a fairly high chance to Trump to win. It's like 35%, 36%, where everywhere else was giving uh, very low odds and some as low as 1% or 2%. So... Uh, I, I didn't. Th- I thought the thirty-five was a mistake, especially given that five thirty-eight was making so many mistakes along the way. But uh, right. they, they kind of got there accidentally because some of the conclusions of why it was thirty-five percent weren't turned out not to be correct. But at least they they gave him a, a chance that was realistic, where every, everywhere else looked like a super long shot, and it turned out he really did have a realistic chance. Just nobody realized he did, and and it was from the strength in the the north central part of the country the the ohio uh, uh michigan wisconsin uh th- those states and pennsylvania those those states were especially the ohio is expected to win the other three were expected to be fairly easy victories for clinton but how how stupid was hillary not to campaign in wisconsin i mean how stupid is that that that's yeah. just I couldn't believe when I heard that. I said, who's running these things? How do you skip a stage where you're not ahead by 10 points? I don't get it. It's a, that's not a slam dunk state. It's a, it's a likely win state, but it's not one that you know you're going to win no matter what. Right. So I, and to, never, to not stop there once in, in all these months, it's crazy. And then Michigan, she didn't spend much time. It, it, that's where the campaign really blew it, but... I don't even think that was the major factor that that made them lose. I think. I mean, but how much weight do you put into that? Like, I mean, meaning in the sense that that you know, she. I don't know how many times she came to Nevada. I know probably twice at least. But I, I'm just saying, okay, how many? What margin would you say that that could have made the difference for? I, I don't she know. She was there three or four or five times. Yeah, I see. I don't know how much that affects it because to me, it doesn't affect me at all. I don't go to rallies. I've never been to a presidential rally. I, I wouldn't have gone. I know. People you know. see it on the news. It, it makes some presence. The, the fact she had no presence there, they were kind of just totally disconnected from right, her. But what would you just guess it makes up? Say say it's literally deadlocked at 50-50. Well, see, see, I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't know. if She, she lost, I think, by about 3% there. I, I probably wouldn't have made up 3%, but uh, but still, that, that just shows you how the campaign – didn't completely yeah. know what it was doing to, to ignore it completely, and they they could have also hammered it with more ads over there. I think they just neglected it and, and said uh, we've got this one, and that was a, a huge mistake. Though she lost so, it in enough uh, places that. So do you know what? And this has been going on since uh, I guess the first president was ever elected. So do you know what the next thing that occurs is? I mean, do you know what the next? Uh, I guess would be the correct way to say it the uh well they have to certify this uh the election okay right right but well, okay well anyhow i didn't know this until t- today but it's been a pattern or it's been history or you know whatever you want to call it that the day after the election is certified so that would be thursday that the incoming president goes to the oval office to yeah meet the outgoing president. yes i yeah. didn't know that yeah i knew it's, about that it, it, no, it, i remember, I remember that. uh uh, with, with Obama, that that was the case when he yeah, came in. Yeah, so now on Thursday, Trump and his wife 
have lunch in the Oval Office with Obama and his wife, which <laughs> I'd love to have a microphone there to hear that speech. Because just tell me, can you see, can you see Trump walking up to him, you know, and just his first words being something like, you don't think I could fucking do it, did you? You know, something <laughs> You know, some kind of smart ass comment like that. Like, what does yeah, he say there? That is, that is true. You know, when when, uh, when Obama came in and for that with uh, George W. Bush, they, George W. Bush was very nice, and, uh, and and Laura Bush was very nice. So they all got along very well, and they're actually friends now. So that's not even like they uh, the Bushes actually get along with the Obamas. So and that kind of was the start of it. That they from there that Bush was very gracious. I guess when Obama came in. Uh, but th- this is a bit of a different story because the, the, Obama really came out often and attacked Trump on Hillary's behalf. So uh, that will be interesting. <laughs> I, I don't know if Trump's yeah. going to hold back. Or, I, th- I think he's going to hold back. I don't think he's going to rub it into Obama here. I think he's got it now. I think he kind of just uh, – he's Donald Trump is someone who is at his worst when things aren't going well. And he just kind of tilts. He's kind of, to me. He's like kind of like the poker player who can actually play pretty well when things are uh, when things are going okay. But then if things aren't going well, he tilts easily. That's, that's kind yeah. of so things 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 went well. I, I think he'll have this glow where he doesn't feel the need to be obnoxious. The question is, once he's president and faces the adversity that all presidents face, especially these days, it's I think it's especially tough these days. Because, you know, back in 84, when Reagan won every state except Minnesota and D.C., I said this will never happen again, at least not anytime soon, because the country is much more divided now. People are much more closed-minded to voting for the other party's candidate than they used to be. So there's certain states which which absolutely will not flip uh, unless the demographics of the state flip, but but you're just not going to have... And I'm not talking about the ones that did today, like like Michigan and Wisconsin. Those were Democrat states, but not overwhelmingly. But like, like we're not going to see California or New York go Democrat anytime soon. And there's many of these uh, Republican states that are never going to go uh, Democrat anytime soon. Like no matter who the candidates are. So, like if you once you're the Republican candidate, you've got a certain number of states, no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter what flaws you have. And if you're the Democratic candidate, you have certain states, no matter what. And it, it didn't used to be like this. So that's what has given so much power to certain swing states, like Florida, like Ohio. Now this year, Michigan, you know, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania. That's what gives all the power to these states, because now there's so many other states that are just automatically one way or the other that didn't used to be this way. So uh, this makes it tougher, though, because the country is so divided, because I think so many people are deriving almost an identity based upon their politics more than it used to be that it, it becomes very hostile. The, the party opposing whoever is the current president is very hostile. They were very hostile towards George W. Bush from the left. The right was very hostile towards Obama. Uh, I, I think this kind of began around Clinton's time. The right was hostile towards Clinton. Then the left was very hostile towards George W. Bush. The right was very hostile again towards Obama. And now I'm sure we're going to have a lot of hostility on the left toward Trump. So he's going to face some adversity just from that alone. It's hard to work. It's hard to govern under those circumstances. But that's what they all have to face on both sides. So, And then Trump, will he be able to 
unite the party behind him at this point. Now that now that he's won, is is everybody who was against him before, or are most of them going to come over to his side and say, okay, let's make nice, or are they going to still say we don't support this guy? So they, I think the Republicans are going to be begrudgingly support him at this point because he is in their party, he is the president, and it's to their benefit to get behind him here. But then, how much? Do they, how long do they stay behind him if he if he does and says outrageous things as president? And and you know you know who's a big winner from this today? You know, Trump was the biggest winner, but another big winner that hasn't been discussed much is Pence. Uh, Pence was pretty much left to die politically prior to this. He was uh, he was once seen to be possibly the future a future president for the Republicans, but he fell out of favor with the party. The party decided they just didn't like him. And that's why he joined the Trump ticket, because it was like his last ditch attempt. Now he's a vice president, right? And, and now, and now he can possibly you know, move up to become president one day. Uh, this was he, this is exactly what he thought: is my only shot at this point. I, I, I fell out of favor with the party. I'm never going to be the. I'm never going to win the nomination conventionally. So, if I can somehow ride Trump's coattails to to the White House, be vice president for four or eight years. And get known that way, then maybe I'll be the next uh, logical choice. Where before I didn't have a chance. I, I believe that's the reason that he chose to be on this ticket. He didn't have much to lose at this point, and he had a lot to gain if Trump won. So now Trump won. Now he's the vice president, and he came off well in the debate that he had with with Tim Kaine. So when people saw him in the debate, they said, "Wow, we, we like this guy." In fact, some people said, "I wish he was the candidate, not Trump." So. And and he spoke very well. He was he had a talk radio background, so he was used to he was used to speaking, used to debating, used to uh, going back and forth with people, and he, he was able to keep his calm, uh, keep it cool. And I, I could actually see Pence after Trump is done, whether it's in four years or eight years, uh, going on and attempting, and perhaps even being successful in becoming the next president. So he, he, he was a big winner from this. This really resurrected his career as far as being viable for president. He had a career, still had a political career, but to, to, he had a, his aspiration for presidents were pretty much dead prior to this. Now, now they're very much back alive. So that's, that's a big winner in this. that hasn't been discussed much. And, uh, uh, I, I wonder if Newt Gingrich will become, relevant politically again. I know he's been an anal- a political analyst for some time, but he backed Trump, which kind of surprised me. He, he It just didn't seem like he was the type to back Trump. He seemed like more the type of the Republican to say, "I this is someone I don't support, but he got on the Trump train, and now he's probably going to benefit from this. He's gonna pro- he'll probably be appointed to something. Though I, I always felt Newt, I, I love Newt Gingrich's ideas, I love his articles, I love his speeches, uh, I, I thought he was excellent at uh, uniting the party in 1994. The one thing he's not good at is governing. He, he wasn't very good at actually governing. So once once he was actually speaker, he didn't do that good of a job. So I think he's a more of an ideas man rather than a, than execution. Uh, what what are some other thoughts you have about the election? Oh wow. Um, let's see. Uh-oh. Things came to mind. Well, I mean, the first thing, you know, what his, 
grandiose. Well, I guess there, there's two things that I wonder how he's going to deal with. It just come off uh, you know, right off the cuff. Uh, the first being his proposal of building a wall around Mexico, and obviously second, and, and probably what's dominating a lot of minds is what he really truly plans to do in terms of uh, you know Muslims. You know, I, yeah. I read online today, and I mean, or I heard people talking about it. I don't know how true it is. I'm, I'm sure it is to a certain degree that there are a lot of Muslims now that were scared that were wondering if they should you know leave the U.S. You know, after he got elected. Um, you know, but a lot of people don't realize, and I'm not talking about PFA listeners or users, because in general, most of them are very smart, but they don't realize it's not that simple. I mean, even with executive order, it's not like the president can just, you know, within a day or two days or a month or even six months or even a year, just build a wall. I mean, it doesn't work that way. I mean, you know, even though it's a Republican based Congress, uh, you know, it, it still takes more than him to get things done. So, you know, you think about all these ideas he has, you know, people don't realize he can't just simply implement them by himself. Yeah, you know, it, 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 right. And it's, I, I think that, and by the way, you know, I don't think I mentioned, I know Big Dick mentioned quickly when he called in, but uh, the Republicans did keep the Senate. They're going to have at least 51 uh, in the Senate, so that's uh, huge for them as well. And that also came along with uh, kind of riding Trump's coattails. As will happen if a, you know, when a candidate wins, the House right. and Senate uh, races tend to go their way too. But yeah, th- th- this is a very complicated issue: the immigration from Mexico thing. And yeah, it's not as simple as Trump just proclaiming like a king, put up a wall, right. and the wall goes up. So it, it, it's I mean, that's it's a, a massive undertaking. It is. I, mean, I don't it, even. I don't. And it has a lot of issues surrounding it. So there had to there there have to be there probably will be a discussion of what to do regarding the immigration but i understood trump's point he, he didn't put it very eloquently on the campaign trail but i understood the point about that, what the, about, about the, the immigration about the immigration not the wall specifically but the immigration that you if you're going to have immigration laws in the country there has to be some serious attempt to enforce them otherwise why even have them if you're going to reward the people that break them that that, that, uh, that sneak in and and they get priority over those who who, who try to come in legally. Uh, you've got a problem. There's no point to have laws if you if they're not enforced. Right. So so that's what he's trying to say here is uh, they're not doing a good enough job in keeping illegal immigrants from coming into this country. And and that's what the wall idea is. We're going to put a wall up so no one can do it uh, because that w- it, it's too hard to keep control of the borders. So something has to be done. There has to be a discussion about what to do about the immigration problem. How how to stop the flow into the country, uh, what to do about those who are already here that may have already established themselves, uh, the, the fact that immig- the, these illegal immigrants are actually are good for some things in, in, in certain sort forms of uh, unpopular labor-type jobs that most Americans are not going to want anyway, that they'll, they're willing to do for cheap. So, you know, do, do you accept that as, as, you know, if you're going to have that, then do you accept the negative sides of the illegal immigration as a necessary evil? If you don't, then what do you do about those industries and how, how it can affect our economy if uh, you don't have that cheap labor anymore? There's, and of course, if you can't just say it's okay to come here illegal, there's got to be some process. I, I think eventually the solution, though it, it'll be hard, but the, the solution will have to be some sort of better legal immigration that allows a certain number to come from Mexico legally to do these type of jobs. 
and and then some kind of better enforcement at the border to keep the rest out. You we can't just allow unlimited people to come in here, even if even if it's not open borders, if it's poorly maintained borders, if it's borders poorly secured borders, uh, we can't just allow them to just keep coming in. It, 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 once there's too many, it causes problems with the country. So I understood what he was trying to say there, and, it, and it's a real point, and. Yeah, and it's not racist. It's it's just a fact. You, every country has borders. Even even tiny little banana republics. You can't just say I'm coming in here to live. They, they all have rules. Some of them you can buy your way in. Like if you, uh, I think like St. Kitts for example, if you have two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars, you're allowed to come live there. You can just become a citizen if you want because they're just happy to have your money in the economy. But uh, I like the one guy, uh, the virus software guy that women poop in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch that documentary, by the way? No, no. You're talking about John McAfee. Yeah. Jesus. Well, that's fucking some crazy shit. Well, that guy, but that yeah, guy's... That, he did that basically in Belize. He ended up making a substantial donation in return for citizenship in Belize. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually in Belize a few years ago. Mm. And, yeah, so... Uh, but but still, all these countries still have immigration laws. Even ones that countries that usually one would not want to go live in they, they all have immigration laws and if you go there and you are there illegally and they catch you they will deport you so every country has that it's not racist to have that you you have to have control of your borders you have to have uh it, it's your the country can decide who it wants to take in and who it doesn't and it's not realistic to just say whoever gets in here, if you, if you deport them, if you deny them services, it's racist. No, you have to have some sort of rules on this, and they have and to LOL, be... LOL, by the way, the uh, Canadian immigration website crashed. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, the Canadians, <laughs> because of people who, who are actually thinking of moving to Canada. I mean, really, that people Yeah, it's... You know... I mean, what? Some of them, if, if they leave... Great. Like I, uh, one thing I'm enjoying about this whole thing, and I said this earlier, is is watching the social justice warrior types tilting over this. It, it's I, I do enjoy seeing that. I do. And oh, by the way, here, here's an example. Here's one I'm sure you will laugh at too. Jennifer Newell took a nap <laughs> and she woke up and she said, "Fell asleep for a few hours, but just woke up to the horror. Hate one, and my country officially broke my heart." And then she wrote... She's such a mutt. She wrote, fuck you, America. Good. Yeah. Go to another country. Yeah, she's one I won't mind losing. She's not going to go anywhere, but... And and she actually has a I'm with her... She still has an I'm with her picture up. It's time to get rid of that. (laughs) But, yeah, so, so like, the social justice warriors tilting over this, I, uh... I, I gotta laugh at them. Like, that's... It's kind of like watching a poker player you hate get bad beat and watching them tilt over it, and you kind of get some enjoyment out of it. It's, it's kind of like that. Speaking of which, I laughed uh, at your – I think it was you, right? <laughs> Didn't you – were you the one that tweeted how many times Justin Bonomo was going to vote today? Yes, yes. I, <laughs> you know, what happened is Justin Bonomo was making some kind of political tweet, and I, and I, said, uh, I said, yeah, how many Justin Bonomos are voting for Hillary today? <laughs> I also I also pissed off Brian Hastings recently. Brian Hastings was making fun of the fact that uh, this is the other day. He was, if you remember Brian Hastings had his this whole multi accounting scandal recently, but he he tweeted that he was laughing about how he says yeah, 
uh, something he was laughing about how Trump had his Twitter access taken away, and uh, and I said, hmm, if there's ever anybody who should, what was it? Something like if there's anybody, any, if there's ever anybody who should take pleasure in, in watching someone else, someone using someone else's account, I go, nah, nah, too easy. <laughs> and he he got really pissed. He's like, "Do you even play poker anymore? All you do is chirp on here." He got really angry at me for for making fun of his multi accounting. But I did I did note that it seemed like most of the uh, known cheaters and multi accounters in poker were were very pro Hillary. Not like ones who just reluctantly voted for her, but ones that are like always tweeting. Uh. Uh, on her behalf, here I'm looking at what uh, some tweets people made to me. Oh, what is that? What, what happened? No, nothing. I, I hit the wrong sound effect. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I wonder who's going to actually go to Canada. The next big thing is, you know, this is just something else you asked what my thoughts were, things that come to mind. Now he's got to appoint uh, an entire staff and cabinet, and, and you know there's a Supreme Court justice spot. I mean, what what the hell is going to go on here? Has there been any leaks or anything you've read about possible? I mean, I guess it's so early, but normally don't they kind of already have a short list for their cabinet posts? You know, while they're well, yeah, well, there, well, there's been some rumors. I mean, not not really a list, but stress the ones who have been. In his corner during his campaign, there's uh, Rudy well, they're Gi- all on stage today. Did you yeah. see? I, I know, obviously, Chris Christie's going to have a big role. Yes, and, and, and Giuliani and uh, I mean, Newt Gingrich. Giuliani, he looks like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, he really he looks look bad. Too good. He, looks, he looks bad, Giuliani. You know, you know I, I'll be honest. When I saw him on stage, it's the first time I'd seen him, you know, on television in, in quite some time. I was so horrified by how bad I thought he looked. I went and googled him because so I wanted to see how old he was because he he looked very very. Just yikes! So anyhow, what would you? Unless do you know how old he is? No, I did that too. Actually, I already looked oh, it up okay. too. <laughs> so anyhow, he's seventy-two. Yeah, he's an old seventy. He is an old seventy-two. He looks ancient. I, mean, I know. I know he had cancer, and you know he's led a hectic life. But that's he, probably I, I what it was. I wouldn't have been surprised when I saw how he looked if he was in his early eighties. Yeah, he that's looked, what it looked like to me. I know, like a, yeah. it probably was the cancer that that took a lot out of him. So, like. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, he'll probably have a role, and then uh, Chris Christie. And then Ben Carson was there on stage, so he, yeah, that's he right. Ben, ben, that's right. Ben Carson was supportive of him for a while, so yeah, he probably yeah. will too. And then if he wants one, and then I'll tell you uh, that John Kasich isn't going to have no. Role. No, no, nor, nor will uh, Jeb Bush. Yeah, but uh, how pissed off is Jeb Bush tonight? Oh yeah, he he would have won this election. <laughs> of course, he would have. <laughs> Little Marco probably would have. Yeah, he would have won too. Yeah, they're all pissed that they they couldn't do it once they saw that uh, Hillary couldn't beat Trump, and it, Newt Gingrich I, he'll he'll have a comeback to uh, politics if he wants it. I'm sure he'll get a post if he wants it. But as I was saying before, he's he's better with uh, he's better with ideas than he is with actually governing, or he's right. he's better with ideas than action. And this is someone who's a big fan of his, but as far as governing, he wasn't very good. So, and there's some people who are the opposite. There's some people who are better at governing and crappy with ideas. So, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what ends up on his cabinet. 
Uh, so yeah, let me talk about Obamacare a bit because I know there's concern if you have any. Oh, I, I'm just curious, by the way, is there still going to be radio today? Because I mean, I can't sit here and talk till five in the morning. No, no I, I'm actually going to probably end this soon. Yeah, I'm thinking we'll probably have a radio, maybe a shorter one. I don't know. Okay, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Like I, I, I could have waited until tomorrow where everyone was clamoring no, but for this me to come is one on. One of the things you yeah. talk about right when it happens. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about Obamacare. Uh, people, I, I, I'm on it, except I don't get a subsidy, and I assume you are too. And you know, basically, if you have an individual plan, you're on Obamacare in some way, even if the government's not paying a dime for you. So I am a victim of Obamacare. I really am. I had a health plan. I was a health plan. I was mostly happy with in, in 2013. I was paying 172 dollars a month. Yeah, it had a high deductible, but that was what I chose to have. It was inexpensive. Just about every doctor took it. I could choose just about any doctor. And they would take it. So, huge list of doctors I could take in, in anywhere around the country. That became a healthcare plan that I could no longer keep. The If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your plan, then you can keep your plan. That was a lie. You could not. And I was forced off the plan. That plan was done away with because it didn't meet all the standards. And guess what standards it didn't meet? It did not provide maternity care for me. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's the standard it didn't meet. Is that not for my not for my girlfriend? For me. This plan did not cover maternity care for males. Obamacare required maternity care for males. It really did. That's how dumb it was. So that was no longer a valid plan and it had to be retired. So I had to get on the Obamacare exchanges. And I watched my costs skyrocket. And I watched my choices for doctors dwindle to very few. And now it is very tough to find a doctor. There's very few. And the ones that there are, I call up and I say, yeah, I'm a new patient. I'd like an appointment. And they say, uh, yes, uh, let's say I call tomorrow. Yeah, I'd like an appointment. I'm a new patient. Okay, we have an opening on uh, February 18th. I'm serious. That's like what I hear. Now, you can go to some uh, doctors that are second tier, ones that uh, were educated in foreign countries. And I don't mean foreign doctors. I mean Americans who couldn't make it into a medical school here and went to foreign countries. Well, you know, thank God you only get sick once every couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> so so they... you you. You're either stuck going to like some sort of second-rate doctor that couldn't even get into medical school in the U.S., or you you have to wait months to be seen. So it really sucks, and you're paying way more. So I'm I'm paying now close to three times as much as I was paying in 2013. You may say, "Well, you got older." No, I I was over 40 in 2013. I, I'm still under 45 right now. So it wasn't my age that did it. It was. Obamacare is way more expensive. It's a disaster. Everything that was feared about it has come true. And many insurance companies are leaving the Obamacare market because it's unprofitable for them. Because the, the hiked up premiums are an attempt to save it. So it's not like it's lucrative for the insurance companies either because all these people who couldn't afford care before or were more like couldn't qualify for care because they were already sick with expensive pre-existing conditions, they were able to get it for the same rate that I do, 
or in many cases way cheaper because the government subsidizes it. So there's concern that one of the good things about Obamacare, that those who couldn't get individual insurance before can, that they will lose their health insurance because Trump said he will repeal Obamacare. And I, I think he may actually try to do it. So there's a lot of panic about this, but I say as long as there is an attempt to repeal and replace it, then that's a good thing because it has not worked as intended. It's a disaster. Every year it's getting worse. Every year it's getting more expensive. And it is not addressing the biggest problem currently in healthcare. The biggest problem currently in healthcare is the costs are out of control and far more expensive here than any other country. It'll be Trump healthcare in Nevada with slot machines and gaudy <laughs> gold lights outside. That, that'll be a better model than the Obamacare at the moment, to be honest. Like I, 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 it is, it, I don't know. Have you ever looked when you've gone to the doctor and you get the explanation of benefits that they, your insurance company sends to you for what they paid? And have you noticed it's like broken down into like like a single visit for what seems like a simple thing? You have some kind of problem. You go to the doctor. They, they look at you. They treat. They give some kind of quick treatment, and then you get you get the bill. And it's what, what's going on here? You eating cookies? Some white cheddar popcorn. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. You get the. Have you seen one of these things? The explanation of benefits where you get like a, yeah. It, it, it's split up into like seven different parts, and like the, you're getting charged for the the shot yep. that they gave you, the equipment being used, uh, the, the, the different parts of the same examination, and and each thing is yep. expensive, and it all adds up to something way more than you would have expected. Now, a lot of times the insurance covers most of it, but guess what? This money has to come from somewhere. It comes from the insurance company, which gets the money from your premiums. The problem is. The billing is so hard to tell what things will cost when you go to the doctor. It's okay. I guess your dog is a Hillary supporter. Yeah, he's freaking out over here. But it, it's so everything is so expensive. Everything is so uh, split up. In, in they can bill for every little different thing. You have no way to tell what everything's going to cost when you go to the doctor. If you try to find out, there's really no way to do so. And sometimes you can't even tell what your insurance will cover or what it doesn't. And it's a mess. Even people who are very good at this type of thing, like me, I, I don't get it right sometimes because it's so hard. It's so confusing. It's so non-transparent. And insurance companies, they, they know about this problem, but they it's so hard for them to fight it because this, this is the established system, and there's really no way around it. So they, they kind of just pay it and raise rates. That's the only thing they can do. So the whole thing needs to be reformed. The entire thing needs to be reformed from the ground up. The entire medical billing system the entire way that we pay for health care needs to be reformed. And I don't mean the government should f- foot the bill. The, the, the left says, oh, just let the government pay for everything. Make a single-payer plan where just government pays for everything, everyone gets covered. Well, that just transfers this outrageously high cost to the government. We don't want to transfer the outrageously high cost. We want to address the costs and cut them down where they are ridiculous. Because Why don't just transfer it anyhow? We're $22 trillion in debt. That's another <laughs> couple. I'm just asking. No, that's, that's and how is it that Cuba, Canada, Venezuela, all these other countries, some of them are shitholes, and they all their countrymen and countrywomen are covered and not in the United well, that, States? Well, that's not very good care, though. It's very poor care. You wouldn't want to get sick. Not in, well, oh, not in Cuba. Cuba has what they, they say it's the best health care in the world. Uh, I, 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 I doubt I, that. And, and it's also a matter of how much – well, also because everyone works there for so cheap, the doctors make like nothing over there. That's, that's another problem. So yeah. – uh, a lot has to be reformed. I'm not saying the doctor shouldn't make money here, but there's a lot of wasteful spending on this that's out of control that 
we could cut our costs down so much if if control is established on a lot of these costs and and the way things can be built. Like here's an example. I know somebody who went. It wasn't me, but I know somebody who went to the doctor. Ken Scaler. No, it wasn't Ken Scaler. Ken, Ken would just wouldn't pay the bill. Ken would just would just uh, throw the bill in the trash. That's what he does. Hmm. I'm not even kidding. That's what he does. But <laughs> I know somebody who who does care about their credit that went to the doctor for a checkup, and they got the checkup done. And at the end of the checkup, the doctor said, "So, is there any other concerns you have?" And they said, "No, not really. I'm I'm okay." Are you sure you don't? Do you ever have any kind of recurring pains? Do you ever uh, anything bother you? Just you know, even occasionally. And this person said, "Well, sometimes my stomach hurts. I, I can't really explain it, but it it, it hurts occasionally. Uh, and then it goes away. I'm not really that worried about it." And the doctor says, "Okay." And then he asks a few more questions about it. Person answers. Doctor gives his opinion. Says, "Okay, we'll watch for this in the future." Person goes home, doesn't think much of it. They get their bill. They are billed for the physical and for a gastro exam. <laughs> so because the doctor asked, anything bothering you, kept pressing, come on, anything, 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 and finally the person says, yeah, my stomach hurts. The doctor gets to ask a few follow-up questions. That counts as a separate gastro exam. So they called up the office and said, this is crazy. You can't do that. That's part of the checkup. Especially if the doctor asked me, is anything wrong? It's not like I came in here and said, my stomach hurts. So they fought and fought and fought. Finally, the office backed down and took that off. But most people would just pay it. And I, I've known so many people who've been through things just like this. This is very, very common, and it, unfortunately, it's legal by the way the current system is. There, there is uh, When I broke my ribs two and a half years ago, actually almost three years ago, and then I, I thought I may have damaged my spleen, which would have required emergency surgery, otherwise I would have died. Not even kidding. What are you doing out there? Are you just right, climbing mountains? How are you damaging No, you know, you know, you know what ribs? happened. I, I, I got really sick from uh, the Rincon, drove to Vegas, and then in Caesars I, I fainted and fell down and slammed on the ground and broke three ribs. This was almost three years ago. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, so so I was okay for a week. My, I was in pain a lot, but I, I didn't even go to the hospital. I just avoided it. I avoided everything. But then a week later, I, I started feeling really weird, and everything started getting worse, and it turned out the symptoms I had were very similar to a spleen <coughs> damage, and I, I called my brother, who's a doctor. He said he thinks that it could be my spleen. I went into the ER, and independent of what my brother I didn't want to give them any ideas to diagnose it that way. The ER doctor said immediately, that sounds like the spleen. I'm like, oh, crap. So I, I, I had a feeling that I'd have to be put under for emergency surgery for my spleen. And, and who that, would have run the fraud site? That, that's, well, the question is, what if something happened to the surgery? Like, this is the type of thing where if you don't take care of it within a day, you can die. So I was very, it was very serious. That's why I had to go in. So I remember they were wheeling me over to the, uh, the CT scan and... All I could think of was how expensive this is going to be. <laughs> I wasn't even worried about the surgery. I was like, oh, this is going to be so expensive, damn it. But then I got a call from uh, Karina and Jeannie on three-way, and they're asking me yep. you know, how I am, if I'm okay. I'm like, I don't know if I should like, if I should like have a warm feeling that these two women care about how I am or if this is like a gossip thing for them. I, I wasn't sure if it which, which it's is which. Both. It's probably both. That's what I thought about. Mm-hmm. So. Then I said, like, they're going to put me in an expensive CAT, cat, cat scan machine. i got to go. But it turned out not to be my spleen. It turned out it was just uh, false symptoms. But the CAT scan showed I didn't need anything, which was a relief. But So I get the bill for this. 
And for this whole thing, it was over six thousand. It was sixty six hundred dollars. Anything with ER is very expensive. Wow. So, and I, my deductible was six thousand. So that was a killer. So anyway, wait. So how much did you have to pay? Well, six thousand. So, but but then I was also going to have to pay a percentage. But then I was going to have to pay that. I did pay six thousand. And then did I, you really? Yes, I I have to. So so then the but then there's another six hundred that's after the deductible that they only pay part of. So I would have owed another few hundred. But I was looking at how this broke down. And one of them was a blood test for uh, coagulation. I said, why are they doing that? That doesn't make any sense. I, and I'm not a doctor, I, but it, to me it didn't make any sense. And I, I asked my brother about it. So I, 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 what I did called, you say? Collagal- what? Coagulation. It's, it's about whether, you, uh, it, it's whether you can, your, your blood clots properly. No, I'm sure that's when you're going down on a woman. Isn't that coagulation? Maybe for you. Mm, okay, so, so they... I said, why do they need this? So I, I called my brother. I said, can you imagine why they would need this? Did you, you know, can you give me an explanation for this? Well, that's kind of lingus. Yeah. So my brother said, no, you don't need it. So I, I, he said, that's extraneous. I don't know why they did that. So I, I called the hospital, and I said, why, why do you do this blood test? Because they had to do a blood test for other things. They already were drying my blood, but then they decided to throw in that test so, which, and charged me for it. And it was like over two hundred, like over two, way, well over two hundred bucks, like two seventy or something. So I said, "Why did you test my blood for that?" And they said, "Well, in case you were going to need surgery, uh, we needed to know this." <laughs> I, I said, "Well, given that you have twenty four hours to do the surgery, wouldn't it be smarter to only do this when it's determined I need surgery?" Well, yeah, we could have done that. We figured, oh, well, might as well do it all at once. Well, that's nice of them, and bill me for it. So I said, no, I'm not paying this. You, this was not medically necessary. It's only medically necessary if you knew I was going to need surgery, and you didn't know that yet. And it was not... They were trying to stiff you. They, yeah. So, fuck you. So, right. So, so they backed down. They said, you're right. Fine. We'll take it off. And then, and then the funny thing was... <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so what do I owe now? Like another 300 And they're like, you know what? We're just going to wipe that off. Just pay the 6000 and we're fine. So like, wow. they actually brought it down to 6000 from 6600 Now, part of it was going to go down anyway because of this stupid test they shouldn't have done. You ever but, think about becoming a consumer advocate like that Ralph Nader? I, I should be. This whole I'd, poker I'd be good thing at, doesn't work out for you. No, you know, you know what? There's, there's, I'd be good at that. And uh, um, I, I think I'd have been good at a, as a lawyer, too. So I think this whole limit holding thing, it's not really – it has no future. Yeah, it's a dying game. It's like it me is. and a few Minnesotans still playing it. That's it. How how are those games, by the way? You know, I they they were actually I played them the last two nights. They were not as good as they used to be, but they weren't bad. Like they were still decent, but like there were a few limp donks in there and cold calling donks. But I, I was running really bad. I just I, I'm not off to a good start in ignition. I'll talk about it tomorrow. When we do the show, but right. I'm not off to a good start there. I, I was. Uh, uh, like, like I got down to like heads up with a guy who was not horrible. He was like a semi donk, and this wasn't like me being arrogant, thinking I'm better than everybody. This was a guy who clearly wasn't that good, and I was observing him for a while. And uh, but he owned me because he was just out flopping me every hand. And then he just then a third person joined, and he played a little lot, while longer. Then he decided he was satisfied and just left. So left with my money. So yeah, it's. It can be frustrating, but the uh, the Minnesota guys. And by the way, if anyone's listening to this and want to sell me Bitcoin, I'm buying because I'd like to have a bankroll that I can instantly load on if I need to. So heard so. Bitcoins went up tonight. Oh, I bet they did. Let me see. Let me see. Someone said they were like at seven hundred twenty. Well, no, they were already at that though. So it, if that's what it is, oh. it hasn't really changed. Right. See. Oh no, it did go up seven thirty eight. Yeah, that's higher than it's been. It's it was. 
it was around 720 something and then went down to like low 700s but it, it it's been fluctuating between like 700 and 720 for a while now so that wasn't exciting but 738 higher i i'm sure that's because of trump and i'm sure the the market's probably going to take a beating uh tomorrow but i'm talking about the stock market not bitcoin but uh, someone I spoke to actually said that they are probably going to buy tomorrow after any crash that occurs, assuming it's going to go back up, which isn't a bad idea. I'm not a market expert, but I, I think that's probably not a bad idea. So, yeah, this this will be interesting. I, I, just like you, I, I, I still am having a hard time wrapping my head around President Trump, you know, the, the reality TV guy. I mean, guy. less than two years ago, he was... Voting people off. Someone wrote a tweet like 21 months ago. He, to this day, he like had a choice of like kicking off Geraldo Rivera or somebody <laughs> else off the apprentice, and now he's a president. So I mean, it's it's really, yeah, it's mind boggling. I, I, I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. It's probably not going to affect me in any way. I mean, just in like my daily life, the things I do. I don't. I, I at least I hope not. But uh, you know, this is like literally the first time where I really can understand the uncertainty because no one really knows what the hell is going to happen now. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of nuts. Yeah, when you said it probably won't affect you much, you're probably right. Uh, the, what a lot of people neglect is that the things that affect your life the most, as far as laws and candidates and stuff like that, it's not the president of the U.S. It's state and local government has much more of an effect on your everyday life than the federal government does. The state and local government really they, they make most of the laws and uh, rules that affect the way you live. They, they they decide a lot of things, including many things you're not aware of. Like, if a store or restaurant appears in your city that you like, they had to have gotten approval from local government. They can't just open up shop. There, there, there's so many different things that you face every day, good and bad, that are a product of your state and local government. So, like like, like education, for example. If you, if you like or dislike the public schools in your area, that is a product of state and local government. The state is the... the education occurs at the state level. That's where it's funded. And the local level decides where the districts are and who can go to the schools and stuff like that. That's, a, that's not the federal government's thing. People have to say... The president should get involved more in education, but no, that's not his area. That's a state thing. That's a state and local thing. There's so many state and local government decisions that affect your life so way more than the president. I'm, re- I'm reading right now, uh, as and these are still coming in, but as of an hour ago, foreign leaders started sending their congratulations to uh, Trump. First one was the uh, Prime Minister of Britain, Theresa May. I'm not going to lie to you, never heard of that person. Um, and then just 20 minutes ago, <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is what it says here. 20 minutes ago, Vladimir Putin sent a telegram to Trump. A telegram. What is that? That's what it says here. <laughs> Vladimir, Maybe like a singing telegram. Vladimir Putin has sent Trump a telegram to congratulate Maybe him. he sent a, a Russian guy to sing to... Well, what does that mean? Does someone come with an envelope and, and knock on the door? I mean, I want to think of like a, a singing telegram. Have like a Russian guy singing to Trump. A telegram. That shows you how backward Russia is. They're still using telegrams. I mean, I, Maybe next I, he's going to make a person-to-person call on the phone through the operator. 
Egypt's president, Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, hmm. congratulated him. India's prime minister and uh, prime minister of China. They're all just coming in now. I do wonder if, if Trump feels oh. a, a degree of uh, debt or gratitude toward Russia for probably hacking. by the way, right now outside of UCLA. On the campus of UCLA, there's 500 students hmm. that are protesting. It's not a surprise. I see the Oakland one. They started a fire. <laughs> it's always a fire in Oakland. Always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was wondering with Russia, since they were probably behind the hacking of the email of, of the and uh, the, the WikiLeaks exposures, will Trump feel like he owes Russia something for this, which probably did affect the election, these, uh, these emails that were exposed? That, and I don't mind the fact that they were exposed. As long as they were authentic, that's fine. So... But still, if Russia, if Russia did it, and if Trump knows Russia did it, or highly suspects it, does he feel he owes Russia anything for doing this for him? So they, I, Russia definitely, they, they probably wanted Trump to be president. So uh, Now, it depends. That may not be bad if, if, if they just feel they can get along with Trump better, and it's some kind of mutually beneficial uh, arrangement, or uh, just with the way the leaders interact with one another, if they have a good relationship and they think they have a bad one with Hillary. So sometimes having a good relationship with a country that is somewhat of an enemy, you can, that can be a good thing. If, uh, if Putin is just using Trump to get what he wants and it's not mutually beneficial, then it would be a bad thing. I know there's been some concern about that. But uh, people were countering, saying that Hillary's bad relationship with Russia would be more likely to get us into a major war, like a World War III type situation, than Trump, who seems to be much warmer with Russia and is much more likely to get along with them. Even- We're going to have the first non-U.S. born first lady. Uh, that's right. Ever. And she's, she also, you can see uh, naked pictures of her. I'm sure. Now, what about this smug cunt? Does she just fade off quietly? I I, th- I think she has to kind of uh, because where's she going to go from here? She can't run again, and what's she going to do she, from here? She'll just go and, and still be a greedy cunt. Well, yeah, and I, was, I mean, yeah, I, and probably you know make a quarter million dollars a speech or well, yeah, I guess she can more. still do speeches though. Now she can't really do any favors for anyone that uh, yeah that buys her speech. But she she has a fortune. I mean, she and Bill have a fortune together, so they they don't need to make any more money. And now that. Trump has won. Do you think this whole FBI email thing dies? I mean, I kind of have the feeling no matter what, they're still going to want hearings about how the investigation was handled. So we're probably going to hear about it for a while longer. But in the grand scheme of things, do you think in six months this whole thing is just That's a good question. I don't know what they're going to do. I know he was saying that during the debates that he could put her in jail. But maybe to uh, smooth over whatever bitterness there is about him winning, which I'm sure there's a lot. Uh, he won't pursue it. I, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, there's bitterness on the other side that releasing this statement. Just say they, it. Donald Trump won the presidency. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, do you think there's a chance that he like, – like you've always said, or you know, you were speculating that he really maybe went into this just fucking around? Well, I'm, that's now, what I think he did. But the question is like how much – he's did, the president? But like how much did he even really want to win? Like, like did he just kind of get caught up in the whole thing and like just wants to be president? And like is he sitting there right now going, oh, shit, I'm president. What did I just do? 
Like, is he sitting there? Like, Hillary, this is her lifelong dream. Like, she totally wanted this. But is, is Donald Trump going, oh, shit, I didn't know if I really wanted this? I, I, it was just this, kinda... is, this is his exact quote regarding Hillary. He said this 45 seconds into his speech. Hillary has worked very long and very hard over a long period of time, and we all Americans owe her a major debt of gratitude for her service to our country. I mean that very sincerely. It's probably written by someone else, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. At least he said it, (laughs) even if he didn't write it or think of it. Uh, Yeah, I I, I don't know what she's going to do from this point. And I, I think she probably does have to I mean fade. she's got to fade away just yeah but there, but there the may be there may be a lot of pressure the on the sector. there may be a lot of pressure on the FBI and James Comey specifically for saying what he did on Halloween for about we're reopening the investigation because of Anthony Weiner's laptop and even though two days before they said okay we're closing it again like a, the damage may have already been done there so we'll never know how much that affected things. I, I don't feel like Hillary got screwed because she really did do this email stuff. It's not, it's not like she was being falsely accused. She, she was very shady with all that, so this shouldn't have been closed in the first place. So that's why I didn't feel I didn't feel like she got a raw deal there because this was something she should have been uh, criminally charged with and, and got away with it in that respect. I mean, it, it probably sunk her, her ability to win the presidency, so she didn't get away with it in that sense. But she got away with it as far as uh, criminal charges were anyone else doing this and i you know i worked in this environment i worked in i worked for a defense contractor in the 90s i didn't have a security clearance i wasn't there long enough but i was at some of the meetings where they told everybody who had security clearances what all the rules were and told us of our very dire consequences even for me who didn't have one if we were to mishandle classified material especially if we were to intentionally mishandle classified material and it was very clear to all of us. And, and we were just you know, scrubs working for a defense contractor. If you're the Secretary of State, you can't just go break those laws and handling classified material. You, you know what the laws are. You, you, you know fully how you're supposed to handle that stuff. And, and she didn't handle it right. And she, when she got a subpoena, she deleted 33,000 emails before turning it over. And we'll never know what was in them. So that's, that's horrible. So you, if that came back to bite her, even if they did it in kind of a weird backdoor fashion on Halloween by reopening the investigation publicly, uh, good. That's what she deserved because she, she did it. I mean, she was, she was guilty with that. We don't know exactly what she was doing there, but it was something very shady. And we know at, the, at a minimum she was using the server and, and sending uh, classified material that, that's totally forbidden to do something like that. And she, and she knew. When you're Secretary of State, you know this. By, by the way, you know what's depressing? I, I don't have any Bitcoin right now. I think I have a tiny bit, but like I, I just got rid of almost all my Bitcoin. And now it goes up. I did make some money on it because it went up from where I first bought it, but it still pisses me off. At least at least I won $2,000. I could, I could have won like five figures out today. It pisses me off, too. I mean, what what is she going to say in her concession speech tomorrow? I mean, it's it's probably going to be without sounding so, you know, bitter. But at the, you know what I mean. If she went there and said the better man won, and I, I 
here. You no, know, she's the, not going to say American, that. The American people have spoken. No, she I won't mean, say that. She'll say it'll be something like, uh, I want to give congratulations to Donald Trump. Uh, he ran a great campaign. Uh, I wish him luck in uh, accomplishing a lot as president. You think she's even going to say that, that he's, he ran a great cra- There's campaign? There's probably something like that. And the, 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 or, or maybe she won't. Maybe she'll say, I wish him luck in, in president, uh, being president. Uh, uh, she, something that won't be negative and but won't be too positive, it kind of moderately positive, but phony. That's what it'll be. Like it's a, she's not going to come out like bitter and pissed off, and it, you're probably going to see her anger as she speaks, even as she smiles. <laughs> so, like she had her lifelong dream just destroyed. This is a, yeah, she stayed married. Amazing. She stayed married to, to to Bill for all these decades in a sham marriage where he was cheating on her constantly, just just for this moment, and then she loses. This is pretty nuts, uh, according to CNN. As of right now, 95% of all votes are in. And I'm talking about the popular vote. Trump, as of right now, with the the latest data you can get, he got 58,583,000 and change uh, popular votes. And she got also 58,362,000. Oh, wow, she got closer. She was much further. So right now, she's a little over... Two hundred and twenty-one thousand votes behind, but that's still fucking insanely close. Yeah, it, it, popular vote-wise, it was very close. And yeah, and Gary Johnson's going to end up getting four million, which uh, I don't even know if that's good or not. He got three percent of the vote as of right now, but I guess that's kind of how he was polling, so that's pretty accurate. But uh, wow, I, I, I just I don't know what to say. Let's see. It's still, it's still, it still doesn't sink in. Do you, is this the biggest political upset ever in the history of, of, of presidential nominations of politics in this country? I, I don't know about like in distant, uh, distant elections from like long before we were born. Uh, I, I know, but I don't think there was polling then. You know, no, no. As far as polling, like yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought you meant just kind of what was expected to happen. Well, I, I, roughly, well, but, that as well. But I guess back then, how would you even know? Like the 1800s and you know the early 20th century, how would you even know? Like you know, there was no way to gauge any of that. I'd imagine, was there? It's true. Yeah, there probably wasn't because there wasn't much communication between different cities and everything. Right. So. Like you wouldn't know. Like if you lived, you know, in California, you know, 1910, 1920, you wouldn't know what the East Coast was doing. I mean, but I, I yeah, I just it's unbelievable. I mean, he. he <laughs> wow! Wow! I, I just—I know there I was a, there was a famous about. election with with Dewey and Truman where they, there was that newspaper article. Yeah, where they Dewey, posted the wrong information. Dewey defeats Truman, and then uh, but that was more of that was more along the lines of what happened in two thousand, where they kept going back and forth, calling the election for Bush, then for Gore, then for Bush again, and then and then for nobody for a month. Yeah, I, I see that. Uh, I was looking to see if any chance Michigan would flip. For Hillary, not it's not going to matter as far as who's the victor and the whole thing, but uh, it, it's probably not going to happen. There's 98 percent reporting, and uh, Trump is leading by 21,000 votes there, so it's probably not going to happen. Uh, Pennsylvania is done. North Carolina is done. Florida is done. Ohio, boy, was that a spanking that he put on her there? Yeah, that was. I mean, I, I thought he was going to win it, but boy, it was. Uh, I didn't expect it like a nine-point beatdown. 
Pennsylvania he's got that's that's already pretty much uh accepted as done. So I guess Michigan's still out. Let's see if he I don't think he caught up in Minnesota. Let me see Minnesota. What I'm looking at now that they don't have still incomplete. Yeah, Minnesota 99% reporting he's behind by 36,000, so he won't get there. I think it's going to stay. He loses Minnesota, he wins Michigan. Let's see New Hampshire. That's going to be the that was a really close one. New Hampshire. Oh, hold on. New Hampshire, he's up by uh, about 300 votes with 93%. That can totally go either way. They're also protesting outside UC Santa Barbara, chanting, mm-hmm. he's not my president. I, I used to go there. That's not the place that screwed you out of the hot food, was it? It is. It's also the place oh, that wow. if, I, if I didn't go, there would be no Benjamin. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's where I met. I met his mom 25 years ago in uh, in line for a movie that they had on campus. They, they, they show like movies that are like a, f- a few months old, like in this uh, big hall that they could also use as a movie theater. So it was like on a Friday night, and there's a big line of people, and there's a girl I knew from the previous year who uh, saw me in line and said hello and came up to me and my friend I was in line with. And she had a girl with her I did not know. It turned out it was a new student that was uh, the grade below me, so that's why she was new to the school. It was my second year there. It was her first. And uh, that girl is the one who is now Benjamin's mom. Wow. Yep. 25, it was October 91 this happened. It's at UC Santa Barbara. So, I had, you know, they, they actually, that school has a lot of... That, it's known as a party school, and it kind of is, but it has a lot of activism that you wouldn't expect there. That school had the most demonstrations and violent incidents in relation to the Gulf War in 91. I was there for that. They were setting off pipe bombs on campus. It was crazy. And uh, there was all this... After the Rodney King thing happened, there were in the verdicts, there were all these... Uh, Marches all over campus. Like there's a lot of activism over in that school, so it doesn't surprise me that they're marching. What's so stupid too is it's like a bunch of the, the people who were the activists there are. It's just like the it's these annoying college kids uh, with rich the white kids from rich families who decide that they're liberal just because they uh, they think it's cool to do or they want to rebel or whatever. That's like a it's like the the rich kids who, who who want to act oppressed, which really pisses me off. I hate I hate when uh, rich kids who've been handled handed everything uh, turn into the social justice warriors and think they're the voice for the oppressed. And they they have no such life experience, and they they think that they're speaking for people that they they have no personal experience with. They tend to be the most obnoxious, too. You know, it's kind of odd, and, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. This seems like one of the first presidential races in a while where really neither vice president came into play in terms of helping a candidate make a decision. I mean, if you go back four years ago, uh, 
wait, I'm sorry. Who is who ran four? Kalen was eight years ago, right? That was yes. yeah, that was yes. yeah. Who was four years ago? As a vice the vice president for each party, I can't even remember. Or well, obviously Joe Biden with Obama, but four years ago it was uh, Mitt Romney and who was uh, and Ryan. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, and I guess to a certain degree that didn't matter too much, but it seems you know every year prior to that seemed to be a lot of emphasis emphasis on the vice president. Yeah, there were there were a lot of emphasis. Yeah, and and this year, yeah, it was kind of a non factor, and it's because the the two the candidates the two were presidential so polarizing. That, yes. Yeah, and, I mean. You remember, obviously, and I, I don't know factually if it made a difference, but I remember the media always speculating that Bush's decision to keep Dan Quayle as his running mate, the first Bush, obviously, was a factor in him losing to Clinton. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't think was, so. I, th- I, think- I was sixteen, I think, or fifteen years old, so you know, I, I wasn't that into it to, to really realize. But I remember the general consensus of the nation that Dan Quayle was a fucking moron. I remember all the jokes and the skits on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but I, it was that was more of that, but that was more of the effect, that was more of an effect the first time in, in '88. Once he had been there four years and there really hadn't been any, you know, not much of that. It, it wasn't that much of an incident with him. So, well, I remember at the spelling bee. I, I, I know there was a spelling bee thing. I know with the potato thing, but the, yeah. yeah, there wasn't. It still wasn't that much. It was. They went four years. There was not. Other than the occasional gaffe like that, there was wasn't anything much that occurred. So that wasn't the major factor that beat Bush. The, the things that that beat uh, George H. W. Bush in '92 were it was a few things that came together. Ross Perot came in and stole votes from him. And you know it's getting late, so it's hard for me to just think who who ran with Gore in 2000. Oh, that was uh, Joe Lieberman, who's not even a Democrat oh, that's anymore. Right. That's right. Yeah, he's not even a Democrat anymore. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they. But the point I'm making is, there wasn't really a lot of. And normally, in every election, it's like, well, if this person dies, the president dies. You know, is this person able enough to run? You didn't really hear a lot of that. Yeah, I know. And then, like with Bush, a lot of people hated Cheney. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, these two vice presidential candidates were kind of non-factors and nondescript. But uh, uh, yeah, but I think it was a lot of it also because of the. Two candidates themselves, as you said, were so polarizing. And I wonder if the dude, what's his name, Kane? Yeah. If he hadn't run, if she would have even won Virginia because she won it so closely. Yeah, that's strange, true. Considering it's yeah. also, you know, it was his home state. Yeah, that was shocking when when I was seeing that. He was losing. Yeah, I was. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, how? Like, I couldn't believe Trump was ahead in Virginia for some time, and finally she came yeah. back and beat him. But boy, that was that was a sign of how badly the day was going to go. So yeah, I'm sure, I wonder. If, you think she's still awake oh, right now, or you think she's? You think she's yeah, asleep? Yeah, there's no way she's sleeping. No, I was thinking. But you know what else I was thinking? And maybe this is even you know out there the protocol or what goes on from here. But when does he start? For I guess lack of a better word, start getting uh, some lessons on all things presidential. Well, I think he should start Maybe. like immediately because it's uh, he's only got two and a half well, months. Well, that's what what I'm saying is since now he's been elected. Okay, say there right now. Was some American, uh, you know, hostage crisis in Iran, or or just something crazy that went on? Do they wake him up? Did, are they advisors? That I mean, does he have any input? Do they tell him? No, I, I don't think he know, has any input. Like they, they'll have I mean, to tell him get, things. Does but... he get told like things that are considered national security right now? Does he have that clearance already? I'm not sure. Look... I'm not sure how that. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, it's a good question, but I'm not sure like, how that does works. He just walk in on uh, right after inauguration, and someone tells him what the codes are and. 
I mean, because you know, there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of transitions. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I'm not sure how that. I'm not sure at what point they they start sharing these things with the president elect. there must be some pro- I'm curious though, right? Is not that's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. I haven't thought of that. You wonder before. if like tomorrow someone starts like following him around and telling him things like so, some sort of like on the job training or if he just shows up gets inaugurated and they're like here this is where this is hidden. This is a truth about this. This is who killed Kennedy. I mean, whatever it may be. Yeah, there will be a, um uh, the increased circuit, secret service protection as would be for all president elects, but especially him, I wonder if there's a any concern that some crazy is going to try to assassinate him now? Well, a lot of people thought just because of, you know, the racial makeup and, and the racism in this country that, you know, a lot of people thought someone would have taken a shot at Obama. Yeah, I thought that might and, happen too. And I never, I don't even think anything, I mean, they're, they're always the same threats where someone will come to the you know White House on the fence or, you know, near the White House acting crazy and they get arrested. But I don't think anyone ever really took a, a, a serious shot at him. So you'd have to think, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, it, it, I don't, I mean, I guess I'm saying is if, if he went on skates and he was never even threatened, I don't see why they couldn't protect Trump fully. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be fine. But you know, the other thing I'm, that's all these things are just so interesting. You know, can you see him as a type of president that's traveling to Japan and traveling, you know, on a foreign tour of Africa and, in South America for two or three weeks, and he's hosting all you know all these ceremonial things. Like, can you see him like doing that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Or, or also, it's being not, like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I want to go golf, or I want you know what I mean." Especially at his age here, like, if is he starting to feel like he's too old to want to do all this too? Right. So I know you know, like, what is he going to do when he has to go to India or Pakistan or all these places that presidents always go, and and just he's not going to want to do that. So, I mean, I kind of wonder if he's just going to, you know, and he's proved it right now that, that he's bucked the trend. I mean, everything that you thought a president couldn't do, you know, or someone that was presidential, he's he's basically done. He's still got elected. I mean, who would have thought 20 years ago, you know, I mean, if the comments that he made, I mean, think about someone like, uh, what was his name, Gary Hart. You know, he gets caught on a boat with, with, with the one chick. He's done. Yeah, he's done. I know. That's great. I, I keep thinking of that. I keep thinking about how quickly his very promising political career yeah. in 1986 was ruined just from this one thing with being caught with a mistress on a boat. And then, like, just six years later, Bill Clinton is caught with these affairs, right, gets exactly. away with it, and then that's just the start. Like, it doesn't matter anymore, the character of the president. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, so what happens 10 years from now? Okay, he was in jail. <laughs> Okay, he served some prison time. Yeah. I mean, like, where does it end where, like, you just, you know, you can't cross that line? Yeah, ne- ne- the truth is neither of them would have uh, well, right, been exactly. able to be president in the past with the, with, with, with the things they were being accused of. And with the statements that, uh, like, the statements Trump's made, and, and, and even with his record with things, and with, with Hillary's, all her different scandals, they wouldn't this wouldn't have gone over. They would have been dead. I mean, just think where we were. What, 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 when was that? Was that, like, in the middle of September when that... TV show, the live mic, I think it was like extra or what, I don't know, whatever talk show it was, where he talked about grabbing women by their pussy. Yeah. How, 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 what was that? Six, that couldn't be more than six, eight weeks ago. Yeah, that was, it was late September. I think it was like September 26th. Okay. I mean, think about that. The fact that everyone said he was dead. He was dead then. And he just, a month, six weeks later, now he's a president. It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. Yep. It is amazing. 
just think about that. Like, yeah, he looks. He, you know what? He looked at his best as far as his chances on September 11th of all things, when Hillary fainted in New York, and then uh, and and also hadn't been honest about other health things she'd had, and people were getting tired of all the lies and were concerned about her health, and suddenly her her poll numbers dropped, 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 and and Trump was looking viable again, and then right after that, he has the bad first debate. Then after that, there's that Access Hollywood thing that came out, and then it just was all downhill. For a few weeks, he had a horrible uh, second half of September, and then bad beginning of October, and he looked like he was done. And he looked like he was done all the way up until Halloween, when that revelation came out about the email, and uh, he kind of bounced back, and there he was. So, yeah, I... I'm, yeah, I'm still kind of in disbelief all this happened. Yeah, me too. Okay, so I, I guess uh, I guess we're almost done here. Uh, I guess not much more to say. Well, we'll watch what well, happens. You might have talked about this before I got on the air, and not that it really means much to me because I live in Nevada, but uh, I was I was so busy just watching the returns. What happened with the various proposition votes in your home state? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I was trying to cover those, but I kept getting interrupted by people. But, yeah, uh, I just refreshed that, and this is how it went. I won't read them all again, but here's the, the major ones that the pastor didn't pass. Uh, 55, which I, I hate when places, when they do this in California. They, they love this trick. See, back in, in uh, the 80s and early 90s, They'd try to put a new tax on the ballot, and it would always fail. Like they say, raise the sales tax. No, we don't want that. Raise the income tax. No, we don't want that. Fail, 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 fail. Then they came up with a smarter way to do it, and I hate this because it's so sneaky. They come up with what they claim is an immediate need. They say, we need to just raise the sales tax or the income tax just temporarily, just for four years, or for three years, or for two years, whatever it is. It's only temporary to solve such and such problem. Once we've got the money for it, it's over. Then we go back. The tax rate goes back down. So people go, okay, it's it's temporary. We really need help in these areas. Fine. Yeah, I vote yes. It passes just when it's about to expire. There's a new ballot measure saying this ballot measure renews the tax and makes it permanent or extends it another 20 years. But don't worry. This is not new taxes. This is just maintaining the current tax rates. But if you don't maintain it, then you're gonna, then we're gonna have all these budget problems, and we're gonna have to cut money out of schools. And people go, "Oh my God! Well, it's not new taxes, so I'm gonna vote yes." So it's a trick. It's a trick to pass a permanent tax in two stages and trick people into first thinking it's temporary, and second thinking we're just maintaining, not bringing in new taxes. So 55 was just like this. There was a temporary tax for income tax in California, which is the highest in the nation, and it was about to expire. And this proposition keeps it through the year 2030. And people voted for it. It won. Won easily. So that's going to stay. Income tax in California is going to stay very high. Prop 56, the uh, cigarette tax of $2 a pack has passed. I didn't like that. It's just uh, punishing poor people who smoke and putting the money in the pockets of insurance companies who will be getting most of the money. 57, early parole for supposed nonviolent felons. But in reality, rapists and wife beaters and other scumbags will be considered nonviolent, strangely enough, and will be able to get early parole if their judge rehabilitated. 
that has passed because it was a misleading proposition. People thought it was just early parole for nonviolent people, which it wasn't. 58, repealing the uh, English-only requirement in public schools. As far as the teaching of the class, uh, that is passed, because, again, they tricked people into making people think it was something different than it was. The condom one. Brandon, you'll be happy to know if you watch porn made in 2017 and beyond, you will not have to see condoms. The, that really was on the ballot? It really was on the ballot. It lost 54 to 46. So it's uh, lost by eight points. It, it will not have the required condom usage for porn. I voted against that as well. Hmm. I don't think the government should have that. Uh, I don't think they should have their hands in that. Uh, the prescription drug thing of preventing prescription drugs from being jacked way up in price, but it only helps 12% of the population, and then the drug companies can just raise the price on the other 88% to make up for it. Uh, Thanks to a lot of money that came in from the insurance companies, it lost. But that's good. It was a stupid proposition. It lost 54-46. The death penalty in California, there were two propositions, one to repeal it completely and one to keep it and reform it. The reform would end those like 30-year processes, literally, uh, where people can just appeal, 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 and stall, stall, stall. It's, uh, if you're sentenced to death in California, if the 66 would make it so you have to be appointed a lawyer quickly, your trial has to come up quickly, the appeals process uh, has to proceed at a reasonable pace. It pr- pretty much puts like a five-year window on the whole thing, so you can't just stall forever. So it fixes the death penalties. Right now in California, there's the death penalty, but nobody gets executed because everyone just stalls for decades. So 66 would fix all that. And 62 would repeal the death penalty. 62 has lost 54 to 46. 66, it's not 100% sure, but it has probably won. It's up by two points with 82% reporting. So the death penalty in California stays and is being reformed to where people will actually get executed after five years if their appeals fail. The one I really hate, the plastic bag proposition, 67, to ban plastic bags at the supermarket that they give you for free. Replace them, and also paper bags, they can't give you those for free either. It will replace them with plastic bags you have to pay 10 cents for, thicker bags that are supposed to be reusable. I hated that for a few reasons. Uh, first of all, it's obnoxious to have to buy bags at the supermarket. Second, the reusing them sucks. There's been E. coli danger linked to that, that if you just keep using it the same, you know, the bags for the same thing over and over for groceries, you can end up with E. coli problems. And these thicker bags, they're bad for the environment too. A lot of people are going to still throw them away. They're only 10 cents each. So still going to have environmental problems with the plastic bags. They're not being banned. They're just going to have to be charging for it. And the grocery stores are going to make $300 million extra per year now, thanks to this, according to an analysis. So the whole thing is just a way to enrich the grocers. It's phony environmentalism. The Proposition 152 to 48. So I'm going to have to stock up on these plastic bags before it takes effect in January. And there's a related Proposition 65 which would have at least required the fees that are collected for these bags to go towards environmental concerns rather than just in the grocer's pockets, that has failed 56 to 44. So I don't like the way those went. So really, of, of all the, I don't like the way most of these propositions went. The, the only major propositions that I 
am happy with the way they went are uh, 60, the condom one, which I wouldn't say it's major, it's just kind of interesting. Happy that one failed. I'm happy about the death penalty ones, both of them. And I am happy about, th- and uh, the rest of them I'm not happy with. The uh, Oh, and the prescription drug, I'm happy, I'm happy if that failed. Oh, the marijuana one, that passed. Legalized marijuana in California starting 2017. That passed 56 to 44 by 12 points. So a lot of uh, pot will be smoked in California, more than is already being smoked. So I know you, you don't have that many propositions like this in Nevada. No. That's that's not a big thing over there. But in California, there's <laughs> always had a lot of propositions, but they're, they're finding sneaky ways to start passing them. They're, they're starting to notice why they lose, and then they... Uh... I'm glad this death penalty thing that didn't get repealed, though. Something people don't realize about the death penalty is that it has more of a use than just putting people to death. The secondary use of the death penalty, which is very important, is that criminals will plead guilty and take life without the possibility of parole rather than roll the dice in court to try to beat it if they're guilty, if they can get the death penalty off the table. So it's like a bargaining chip where they come to certain criminals, they say, okay, we can go to trial and we can end up putting you on death row and put you to death, or you can just plead guilty and take life without parole. And that's a very important tool. Without having the death penalty to use as a bargaining chip, they're just going to go take their chances in court and sometimes beat it. Or if there is a plea bargain, they'll agree to things like where they can be paroled. And you don't want that. So it was... A lot of criminals would take life without parole in order to get death off the table. And if it is repealed, then that's gone. You can't do that anymore. So I'm I'm glad that... I'm glad we at least keep that over here. But everything else is going to fail. They should also have some sort of proposition to force them to make a damn decision about the online poker here already. Yeah. That's going to just drag on forever. Anything else you want to say, or should we just end this here? No, buddy, I'm good. I'm that's, what I, that's what I thought. I, well, thank you for joining us here, and uh, thank you to Chip Counter, Bad Guy Twenty Three called in. Uh, who else did we have on here? I know somebody else. Oh, Brett from Sacramento called in. Appreciate hearing from him. Big Dick called in, and uh, I know he was not rooting for Trump, but. He accepted defeat graciously. I think it was easier for Big Dick to accept this because he was a huge Cubs fan. So he's, I think he's still basking in the glow of the Cubs winning. So, yeah, it's a new era here in the United States as Donald Trump is going to be president in January. It's hard to picture. Uh, will there be a show tomorrow? We did it longer than I expected here. Uh, maybe. I'll see if I... It won't be a super long show, because, you know, we did for a lot of hours here tonight, but maybe we'll try to cover some, uh, poker gambling type stuff tomorrow. Kind of a weird week because of the election. Looks like Trump is going to finish with, 
Well, I don't have the exact count, but 300-something, low 300s in electoral votes. Looks like he will win Michigan. He will win Pennsylvania, for sure. He will win uh, Florida, for sure. Ohio, for sure. North Carolina, for sure. He will lose Minnesota. He will maybe win New Hampshire, but that's only four votes. So that's it. If you're a Trump supporter, it's a great night for you. If you're a Hillary supporter, you're probably in pain. But you'll get over it. We'll be back on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. That's it for this evening of Spontaneous Radio. Good night and... Shalom. Shalom.